Welcome to Free Fall RC Podcast. I was putting your and ends together. Your end, your ends. <laughs> yeah, it looks good. Your ends and your neurons. Yep. <laughs> okay, here we go then. Welcome to another episode of Free Fall RC Podcast. I'm Steve, and here with me is Kevin. Hey, guys. And Andy. Hey, everyone. Hey. Hey, Andy. Hey, Kevin. Hey, Steve. <laughs> hey, Kevin. Hey, Andy. It's like it's like when they say good night. <laughs> good night, Andy. Good night, Kevin. Good night, Wilbur. Well, good night. Welcome to Free Fall NPR edition. <laughs> All right. So this is episode number 165, review series volume three, Blade 230S version two. Oh, yeah. I've been waiting for this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know, right? I think you just got one, too, right? Uh, maybe. Maybe. We'll see. Um, all right. So, who would like to go first with your week? I always go first. I can go first. All right. <laughs> I'm, I never go first. Go first, Andy. <laughs> all all right. right. I had a fantastic day of flying last Wednesday. I put five tanks of gas through my gasser during lunch and if that wasn't enough i got back out right before dark and put two flights on my nitro wait a minute Sweet. five yes. tanks of gas through yep. your gasser during lunch yep would you get a job with the phone company it's like uh, an hour well, and a half long lunch no nah, this is about an hour All a little right. over i figured it up <laughs> an one hour 15 minutes of actual stick time damn between the gasser and the nitro uh, yeah, I was just gassing, fly, fuel, refuel, fly. No messing around or screwing around. So I was able to get an hour of flying in in about an hour and 15 minutes. That's great. And nice. then come back just before dark and put two flights on the nitro just because. But yeah, it was, I mean, it was good. I really needed that. Like it's been, God, it's been forever since I just got more than just a flight here and a flight there. Mm-hmm. was really helped my flying. Like I could tell a difference just, you know, there's no substitute for stick time. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. getting an hour continuous stick time really made a big difference. Like I could even tell, you know, the few days later when I got on the sim, everything was more comfortable, mainly working on my all eight funnels, hurricanes type stuff. Mm-hmm. Just, just kind of practicing some of that. Nice. Practicing some half pyro flips and, you know, just screwing around. That's the good thing about the gasser. You can go up, you can practice for five minutes, screw around for five minutes, and then practice some more. So, so you, you got plenty, you got plenty of time to get comfortable while you're flying. Yeah. So I highly recommend it. It's so cheap too. Yeah. I have noticed, you know, simming a lot and then. Even going back to the sim after not simming for a few days and the, like the first couple of minutes, like probably your first like five minutes, which would equal like my first flight at the field. Mm-hmm. You got to kind of get back into it. Yeah. Get back in the groove. Yeah, exactly. So that, that was good. I, I really needed that. Like I said, uh, I didn't really do anything over the weekend. Stupid rain the whole time, but I did get my kids. So I hung out with them. 
Nice. Yeah, so that Did was good. Did you play good. cars? Uh, no, it was rain the whole damn time. I would have just put them out in the rain. I don't care. <laughs> eh, muddy and I hate getting everything all muddy and messy. I mean, I know they're waterproof and all, but mm-hmm. I'm just lazy. I don't want to clean that shit up. Nah, it just holds them right off. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so anyway, we did that. Mm-hmm. And then I got the, uh, my girlfriend set up on AccuRC at her house so she can see them at home. Nice. And then we ordered her a Blade 230S. So I hope this review is going to be good that we're about to do. Yeah. Otherwise, oh, man. I'll, I'll be screwed. Ke- I hope you kept that receipt. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, she's been flying some. She flew some last summer. Uh, mm-hmm. on the buddy box she can hover pretty decent but the goal is to let her practice at home and i want to try to have her sport flying by the end of this summer oh that'd be awesome I think, yeah i think we can do that and i think the 230s will be something good that she can be using right now and she wants to build an oxy three so while nice. we're building that she can be getting that stick time with that yep, blade 230 yep. Uh, what transmitter did you set her up with? Uh, I, I sent her with uh, an older DX7. Okay, no, Spectrum. that's all good, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's one of the older ones. It's not okay. the old, old one. It's kind of the in-between. So it's not the old one that looks like a Cylon, but it's more of the newer one that looks like the DX8 Gen 1 mm, DX8. No, it, it more looks like a Cylon. Okay, so it's the old one then, yeah. But it's not, not the old. it's not the first one that no, was no, not the, the JR one, radio. Yeah. It's yeah. the second generation, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, but it it works fine for the sim, and I'm sure yeah. it'll be good enough for the for the blade. Oh, definitely. And then we'll put the uh, when she gets an oxy, we'll probably put it on a, either the I've got a new DX7, mm-hmm. and I've got a DX9, so we'll we'll find something to put it on. Oh yeah, definitely one of those to be perfect. Yeah, either. Yeah. And I did want to give a shout out. And I got to do it at the first of the show so they'll actually hear it. Oh, boy. <laughs> <Burn>. <laughs> but shout out to Bert and Kyle, Bert yeah. Hammer and Kyle Stacy. Yep. They attended a, a large RC race in Georgia mm-hmm. and put on a demo. And there was a, they put a video, I guess, on Facebook or probably on their website. But I want everybody to check it out. It's a very, very good demo for. RC plane guys, RC truck guys, or even people not in RC. Yeah, I was about to say, it's probably best for people that don't know anything about RC helicopters. Exactly. People that are not into helis. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was a really good demo because what he did is he started off kind of slow, low head speed. Yep. Did some forward flight. Yep. Bert was Uh, on the mic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Bert was explaining uh, it can go, you know, forwards, go backwards, just kind of doing slow controlled circuits. Uh, do a little bit of inverted and then sped it up a little, explained what happens, and then went to idle three and was showing what they're actually capable of. But it's if you go and you just start flying as good as you can, you know, and start smacking 3D, these guys don't even know what they're looking at. They're just like, oh, well, that's a heli just going yeah. that shit crazy and I don't understand. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, it's really good to do some kind of slow controlled maneuvers and and so okay you know fly forward do circuits do some figure eights uh inverted hover 
you know, that looks cool and then start flying around inverted. So I just wanted to give them a shout out because that was an absolutely fantastic demo and a good video. Nice, dude. Yeah, I haven't seen this video yet. I'll have to check it out. But I've said a million times, man, that as I got more into helicopters and more into how to fly the helicopters in different orientations, you appreciate the guys Mm -hmm. like Kyle Stacey, the guys Mm -hmm. like Derek Chekis, man, and, you know, just those guys and what they can do. I just, Mm -hmm. and there's, you know, especially Derek with the way he flies and how smooth he is and stuff like that. Just, uh, Mm -hmm. I, I really came to appreciate what they can do that much more, you know? Exactly. Yeah. But if you don't know anything about helis and you see a guy doing double and triple pyro flips and pyro tick tocks and all this stuff, you don't know what the hell's happening. I mean, this looks like a heli flopping around going crazy. You don't understand it. The very first time I saw that was in Vegas and it was, um, I forget his name. Ah, I always forget his freaking name. He's a guy, he flies with, um, Alan Zabo out there, right? Is Alan Zabo the one in Vegas? Mm -hmm. Ben. Ben, ben stork Stork, yeah i saw Mm -hmm. him fly at the vegas field during a fun fly he did a demo Mm -hmm. like on the main flight line and i was blown away i just couldn't believe Mm -hmm. what i was seeing but Mm -hmm. yeah at that time i didn't even yeah i I barely could hover just with a helicopter so like the stuff Uh, i was doing i I was like wow this is insane but i you know it was just insanity to me you know mm -hmm. Yeah, and that that's I just wanted to bring that up because you see people do demos and they just go out and fly as hard as they can possibly fly. Right. That's not helpful for someone that doesn't understand helis. Right. You know, even if it's just a you know a plane guy that mm-hmm. just flies circuits and stuff, or a, a, a car guy or something, it's it's just kind of too overwhelming. So I thought it was good yeah. the way they kind of did everything slow to start with and explained what's going on what's happening nice yeah definitely i'll have to mm-hmm. check that out yeah, yeah check it out it's it yeah was and good. he he's flying a, a 570 like mm-hmm. right over the racetrack like not much room <laughs> you know? oh yeah he he didn't have a lot of room yeah it, so that that's impressive on its own too yeah you know no, well, knowing Kyle, how I mean, we know how if you yeah. know we know how helicopters are and how easy it can get away from you. So, like, just yeah. keep it that tight. It's good. It's, yeah. it's no, good it was skills. a good flop. Yeah. Cool. So, what about you guys? Well, I can go next if you want. I sure. didn't do much. I didn't go out flying. We had, uh, you know, the first major snow and come down in a couple of days. I think I heard on the radio that 50-something percent of the snow we had this year happened within, like, the last four days. Um, so I, I didn't get out. I mean, I was doing some stuff with the wife and just, uh, but I've been simming a lot. I've been simming every day. Uh, but I did work on some of the stuff for our upcoming night fly. I finished the, the RA course blue foe. Uh, I think I'm finished with that. I got one more little tweak I want to do to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I finished my night versa wing. I was kind of running through the animations that I programmed into the Arduino to run the LEDs that are up front. And it's it's not as complex of a you know as as a transmitter receiver type thing this one compared to the other one I had like the other one I had I could turn lights on and off and this on and off and that on and off mm-hmm. and this is just like one kind of just toggle the middle stuff and then the animation does its own thing I was thinking about doing something on the top a little bit to one side but I didn't I didn't know if that was going to affect the airflow or anything so I said yeah you know what I'm just gonna go fly the friggin' thing so 
this fun fly coming up uh, is a night fly at our field on Saturday. And, uh, man, I, if I get my old Versa wing also going, I'll have like four things to fly at night. I won't have any helicopters because I didn't do that yet. But uh, I'm sure Steve's going to put on a nice show if he's got something ready. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other Versa wing that I was talking about, the old Versa wing, dude, that is the very first FT plane I ever built. There's no covering on it. It's Dollar Tree foam, and I think it's almost five years old i want to say it's gotta be yeah. gotta be yeah yeah it's gotta be five years old and it's still mm-hmm. i still take it out and fly it every now and then i think even some of the leds like don't work it's how old it is wow um mm. but yeah dude been simming quite a bit i'm really getting i'm getting better at the inverted backwards flying mm-hmm. which uh is pretty cool it's just my mind starts to my mind has to, th- it's funny, like when you get into the different orientations, your mind has to think, are you going backwards or forwards and what do you do and all that stuff. So it's, it's getting better. It's, it's fun, man. I'm, I'm having a really good time simming now. I'm not crashing nearly as much as I used to in the backwards flying, you know, inverted, but it's, it's cool, man. And I'm just doing, I'm just doing big, like, I don't know. I'm not really working on anything. I'm not doing eights or funnels or hurricanes or anything like that or, or TikToks. I'm just like working on, what to do and what orientation and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, messing around, just getting into different orientations and getting myself out. And it's, um, it's been fun. Can't wait to go flying one of these damn days. Nice. For real. Well, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So what Come you been on up summer. To? Yeah. So what have you been up to, Steve? I worked on my Seagull EP X-ray plane, that little 39-inch 3D plane I have, the one with the clear covering. Um, most of it was done, but I realized when I was looking at it and I was getting ready, I don't know, this was like midweek last week, I was looking at the plane like, oh, I'm going to main net this weekend. And then I look at it and I'm like, where's the ESC? Uh-huh. Where's the tires? <laughs> I thought I was done with this plane. I guess uh, not. You don't need that. <laughs> so I had the ESC. I was sitting on the side by my soldering iron because I had plans of uh, soldering three millimeter bullets I need to install to get it installed on the plane. So I did that real quick. Um, and then for wheels, it came up with these little wheel pants that look really nice, uh, little plastic wheel pants, and then like these wheels that are like probably about three quarters of an inch tall. And I'm just thinking like, yeah, mm. that'll be fine if I hit the runway, but I mean, <laughs> yeah, you know, come on, when do plane people actually hit the runway? Ooh, I'm gonna get the, a lot of hate mail for that one. Yeah, um, I hit it twenty, thirty percent of the time. I usually so, hit it a lot. I'm just usually coming straight down at it. <laughs> yeah, when I hit it. Um, so what did I do? I had two and a half inch big, you know, plastic and foam tires. And I was like, screw it. It's like a bush plane, you know, like it's like bush tires. I'm going to put that on there. So I have those on there. Um, I slapped a 11 by six prop on it. The instruction manuals did not say it had a recommended ESC, recommended motor, recommended battery. But one thing it did not recommend is prop size. So I basically put 11, six wooden prop on it and stood the plane up and I was like, Okay, like, you know, put it on just the front wheels. I was like, all right, the prop's not hitting. Give it more angle. Ah, the prop's not hitting still. So I'm like, all right, the prop's not going to hit. I'm not worried about it. With the 3S 1300 installed, I mained it this past Sunday. And, you know, one of the things was like, oh, is it going to have enough power? Or is it too much prop for the motor and ESC? Um, I don't know what 
motor I have in there is basically stripped out of a Hobby King plane that I had, the, that biplane, the foamy. Okay. But the ESC is like a 60 amp Hobby Wing, you know? So I was like, whatever. Put that in there. Um, so I know the ESC can handle it. I don't know if the motor can handle it, but I wasn't sure. Um, but I don't know. I just said, screw it. I started taxiing around on the grass. You know, our runway has like that little, um, it's like a T. I don't know what it's called. That little runway that's parallel to like get onto the runway. Yeah, like your taxiway. Yeah. Yeah, like a taxi lane or some shit. Um, so as soon as I hit that, I'm like, I turn the, I turn the throttle on and it just takes off. I'm like, okay. So I probably did about two feet on the runway before it was in the air. Nice. And, you know, I had to trim it out. I was actually flying it on my DX9, so it's been a while since I flew that. So I was like, oh, I got trims. Let me trim this, you know. <laughs> and uh, I got it set up. And the first flight was scary as hell because I just had 400% throws and zero expo. <laughs> oh, so it was just man. like up, down, left, right, roll Why over, invert, back. expo in? Huh? Why do you never put the expo in? I just I just Maybe. forget because okay. I'm so used to V control that automatically has expo put in for you. So I just totally forgot about it and it was just like and that was the first thing I flew, so I just kinda put a battery in there. Yeah. I checked C G. Um I did have to add a little weight that Mike had. So I had a little bit of weight in the front and then I just put the battery in there and, and took off. So the first flight was kinda scary with that, and then the second flight, um I landed. I set expo, I set dual rates, and now uh, the plane flies like it's on rails. It's great. It flies really easy. It's great sport plane. I don't know how to 3D it very well. Whenever I try to knife edge it, it kind of like goes towards me or away from me. It's like, a, I don't know. As weird characteristics, I don't know, so I have to kind of get used to it. That's what your elevator stick's for. Yeah, I just have to get used to it. It's such a small plane, though. It's like when you're in the air and you're like, is it getting closer? <laughs> okay, yeah, it's getting closer. <laughs> you know, like, it's like it takes a minute to think because it's such a small, I mean, 39-inch wingspan. Yeah, small. that's small. How did yeah. the uh, prop go? I mean, is it, will it hover? Has it got vertical? Um, Sounds like it's got plenty of power. It got good vertical, but not unlimited vertical. So okay. it was probably just so a battery stacking. Um yeah. So, dude, when you came down, was the motor really hot or was it okay? It's in a cow. I, can't, I didn't feel it. Oh, I don't know. okay. Yeah, I didn't bother. I was just like, whatever, I'm done. Two flights. Okay, put it, put it away. <laughs> put my DX9 away in the box, <laughs> put both in the car, and that was it. Um, oh, I did okay. fly my uh, little Yak, too. I got that trimmed out, that Mini Yak, mm-hmm. the uh, RA Cores uh, oh, little yeah, yeah. Mini Yak, the, whatever, it's like 20-inch wingspan, whatever it is. Um, that thing is way underpowered. That thing needs more juice. I was full throttling it just to fly around or like mm-hmm. just under full throttle. Not that it was going fast or anything, but, um, and I try to hover it and it's just like pitch up and just come right back down. I was like, okay. That's oh, my. No. Yeah. So I, you know, I mean, it'll be fine because what I want that plane for is just to fly my backyard. And now that it's trimmed out, I can just go in my backyard and fly. You know, so, cool. so I'm okay with that. Uh, let's see. I flew my Goblin 500. I had three packs, flew three packs, you know, just, just working on my normal stuff. Um, not really trying to work on my 3D maneuvers as much, but um, with that helicopter and my Goblin Black Thunder 700 Havoc Edition, I basically was like, let me let me really push these orientation circuits. You know, let me let me try to figure these out. 
And I, you know, a lot of the orientations I have, a lot of the counterclockwise I can do, whether it's inverted, funnel, hurricane, uh, upright hurricane, funnels, whatever I can do. Um, nose down, you know, like nose down funnels or tail down, don't matter, inverted or or upright. But when it comes to doing clockwise maneuvers, especially backwards, upright, clockwise, it has to be my weakest circuit ever. I mean, it's freaking ugly, like straight up fugly, mm-hmm. how bad it looks when I do it. And I'm just like, oh, I really have to work on these, you know? You're talking about backwards, clockwise. So you're coming across the field right to left and then going around? Right to left. You bank left and you give, right. uh, you know. Right rudder. Right rudder. Yeah, right rudder left on your cyclic and and forward elevator i've been working on those on the sim because that that, those are the ones that i usually lose altitude on Mm -hmm. when i come around Mm -hmm. and i've been finding that because i'm pushing the the right rudder i i'm not giving enough rudder like i find that on a lot of right rudder stuff like i'm because i'm pushing a lot Mm -hmm. instead of pulling and see that's funny that's my weakest circuit too backwards clockwise upright yeah. So I don't know if it's because I don't know. I, I know Andy and you and I were talking about it a little before the show, before Kevin jumped on about um, we're right handed and, you know, it kind of feels that like left rudder and pulling right on the cyclic stick just feels more natural to us than the, you know, push left on your left stick. I mean, right on your left stick and then up, you know? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, the all the right rudder stuff feels awkward, especially mm-hmm. when you get up in the corners. Like, yeah, positive and negative, collective, a lot of right rudder. Yeah. It's it's not a natural movement. I think it's just a matter of getting used to it. I think also. it's because you're pushing. I mean, when you think about yeah, that's doing a, exactly mm-hmm. doing anything, whether it's you know uh, a bicep curl or something. When you're pulling, you have more control. When it's way out there, you have you don't have that much control. It's just and just something you gotta. Yep. Just gotta I'm practice. used to pulling on it, not pushing it. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Besides that, uh, there was Mike Longo at the field. There's two Mikes. Mike Longo, Mike uh, DeGenero was there. Um, Tony was there. Uh, Mr. K was there. So there's a couple of club members there. It wasn't a lot of people. It was actually a really nice day though. The winds weren't too bad. Um, it was overcast, but. It was hoodie weather, so it wasn't bad, like temperature wise. I was, you know, Mike D was flying his his protos and doing some maneuvers, and and he was doing his practice, you know, orientation stuff. And then he like goes to fly his oxy four, and he flies it once, and then comes back and goes out to fly again. I was like, hey, Mike, when you do your flips, you do it really quick. Why don't you slow him down a little? Maybe do a, you know, like a split second hover inverted and then flip it back over. And then he crashed his Oxy-4. <laughs> Try to do that. <laughs> Thanks and a he, lot, Steve. He drove it right in. I'm talking about that whole saying, you know, uh, down is up and up is expensive. Well, <laughs> that's what happened. He's inverted and oh. positive and right to the ground. Oh, man. He was like, all right, it's inevitable. It's, uh, you know, it's in now. So now I don't have to worry about it going in anymore. I'm not paying you for the schooling. <laughs> <laughs> so... But, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, it wasn't too bad. We're talking about, uh, I think it was blade, spindle, and a couple links and a tailbone. Nice. So, it was not bad. See, not only do you have to learn how to fly your machine, you also have to learn how to not pay attention to everybody at the field. 
while you're flying yep. your machine. Don't succumb to peer pressure. Nah, you should succumb to peer pressure. <laughs> Those people that say don't succumb to peer pressure don't ever really like get better. Like they get a little bit better, but they progress a lot slower. I think peer pressure helps. I think pushing people to like, you know, like Rob pushes me. All right, try doing the TikToks the other way. Oh shit, that's ugly. Okay. You know, like I think it's part of no, like that's a that's a good point. Just depends on who's giving you the peer pressure. Sure. If they're just saying lower, lower, lower. That yeah, yeah, probably yeah. Probably doesn't help. That. But no, if no. they're trying to get you to do different orientations, that is. Good. Yeah, different orientations, or maybe like just do that same maneuver you do, normally do, but just in a different way, right? Well, mm-hmm. Andy, just that's usually switch. what I hear: lower, 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 and then I hear whoa, whoa, I hear all this shit. So I'm like, I just tune it out. So <laughs> then, if somebody says something constructive, I don't know. So I'm tuning everything out. Plus, I'm getting old. I can't hear anyways. I can't barely see. I can't hear. Mm-hmm. Sounds like you're falling apart. Yeah, you know, it happens. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so, yeah, I guess that's it for my week. Uh, let's move on to the actual review. Nice. This is volume three. This is the third one we're doing, huh? Yeah, we had uh, the Night Radiant. Mm-hmm. And then we had the Oxy 4. Oxy 4. Max, right? Was it Max? Oxy 4 mm-hmm. Max. And now we're having this, the Blade 230S, which we have to say thanks to Eric for sending yep. us the Oxy, or the Oxy, the Blade 230. Yep. Eric so Berger. this was yeah. this was a, a listener submission, I guess we could say. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, so I got to give a huge thanks to Eric for um, basically buying this helicopter and having it shipped directly to, to us, you know? Yeah. With two battery packs, like... You know, so basically we had everything, you know, we needed to do this review, you know, so it was great. Um, so let's talk about it. Okay. Let's see. So first impressions. All right. Um, I don't know. How, so Kevin and I both re- reviewed this helicopter. We did this kind of joint where like I flew it, you know, I think for the first day and then the next week he flew it a little bit. Yeah. And then, then we brought it out again and then we both flew it like one last time, I believe. And Before, I went, you know, we each went through the whole setup of binding it to our radio and setting everything up as per the manual. Yep. Yep. So that we, we each get that type of first impression and, uh, yeah. you know, the experience of setting something up. So first impressions, I'll go first. I'm actually quite impressed with this helicopter. Um, first of all, visually, I love it. <laughs> and it's probably because it has orange plastic blades, which I'm not key on the plastic blades but i'm keen on the orange it has an orange canopy and what else is orange on it is uh, it the tail the tail tail blades yeah the tail fit yeah so there's a lot of orange on this helicopter which helps in my opinion with visibility in the skies that we usually fly which is i mean we're i would say we mainly fly in overcast skies yeah you know this time and, of year anyways yeah this time of year correct yes so um, I like that it uses real servos instead of like those linear gear servos, I, I, which I can't stand Blade using those. I understand they're lighter and, you know, they're, they're actually really efficient, but I just don't like that they get dirty and they're exposed and, you know, they're easy to break. Um, the overall layout of electronics was nice. It's kind of weird. The front servo was, um, it's kind of like crooked by design. So, but I mean, you know. Well, yeah, up and down as 
as like as based on the the main shaft, right? Kind of bottom bottom of the servo sticks out a little bit. Yeah, but like it's like on an angle. It's not ninety degrees from the main shaft. Oh, I see like, what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I do like the. It seems to have a really big motorized. Like okay, so this it has a motorized, you know, tail motor, right? And this is probably the biggest size helicopter I've flown with the two motor setup with the tail motor and the and the main motor. Which should One say of, traditionally they're kind of sucked. Yeah. Yeah, traditionally they're smaller oh, and they don't hold the tail and it sucks, but we'll kind of go into that later. Um and the other thing is for me when I open up the box, I know it's a bind and fly basic. But like why not include one battery pack? I just I don't understand Blade that that does this. They like make you buy a $30 battery. I mean, I guess it's money, but like include a stupid, you know, little battery with it. So that way, like you could do your setup and all that stuff and fly it without having to, you know, make sure that you buy a battery or have right. a battery that fits, you know? Um, so that's, that's my first impressions. What about you, Kevin? Yeah. I, I don't know. First impressions right out of the box. I was like, okay, it's kind of toyish, but we'll see how, you know, it flies. That's mainly the, the whole thing. Um, mm-hmm. But I did like the fact that, you know, once I started to look at the the machine itself, I was like, hey, you know what, for a, for a first helicopter for somebody, because that was going through my mind the whole time, you know, would this be a good, like, first hel- helicopter or maybe second, I don't know, you know, something you want to practice on a lot. You know, I, I looked at the the parts count on it was, like, extremely low because of that, you know, rear motor driven tail you know you don't have any belt or anything you don't have an, another gear you don't have, you know it's not a torque tube or anything like that so i mean the parts count to me was pretty low and it seemed like it would hold up in a crash pretty good like unless you really plowed it in you know you're really not gonna you're really not gonna do much damage which we'll go into too because uh, mm-hmm. that did happen but first impressions i was like okay it's you know and i guess it's funny if i could if i could listen to myself talk about this helicopter uh you know three years ago or two years ago whenever it was that i had the the 180 the blade 180 which i thought was a great helicopter i loved that thing i flew it flew it all the time you know i'd be like well what are you talking about this thing's got to be okay you know it's it's small and it's pretty good for the first time so i guess i'm um it's funny to me to look at it in this way as a toy you know quote unquote toy uh and i shouldn't really say that because I can remember what it was like to fly, you know, the smaller stuff, and yeah, so it's so it's um, don't take it the mm-hmm. wrong way when I say it's kind of toyish, but it's just that yeah. you know, small and light and plastic, plastic. blades, yeah. But I, I definitely, you know, once I got to look at it, thought it was pretty cool. The the parts count was kind of low, you know. Thought it would hold up well in a crash. Mm-hmm. So next section is the build. Yeah. Tell us about the build. Not much to build, was it? <laughs> really. Yeah, so there's nothing to build. Like, everything's already put together. You got your main blades on there. Everything's set. So really, uh, for the building portion, we're going to just talk about, I guess, uh, we had to set it up with the Spectrum radio to the manual. Um, and then basically just charge up and go fly. Right. The one thing that I made note of is that in the manual, it tells you to do like a a 30 to like, you know, what is it called? A normal mode when you do like, like mm-hmm. your throttle of doing, curve. Yeah. Your, your pitch curve. Sorry. Your pitch oh, curve. Pitch. Yeah. So not oh, to really? set, not to set like your, your full negative to be a hundred, negative a hundred and your full positive to be a hundred. Mm-hmm. It tells you to do like 
you know, negative 30 to then zero, then you gracefully go up to like 80% positive. So like a a normal, what they call a normal pitch curve in normal mode or a pitch curve in normal mode. Right. I I don't like running anything different but 100 to 100, 100, 0, 100. That's, you know, like... When you when you do things like when you have a normal pitch mode and you switch to that bank one or the normal mode, it ends up changing the altitude of the heli because your throttle, your pitch, you know, input is different because you have mm-hmm. a curve now. Right. And I don't like running it, so I basically ignored that. And that was the only thing I did that was different um, as far as my setup. Yeah, I think I did exactly the same thing. Just didn't, didn't do that pitch curve. Because yeah. I, I noticed that you know, with the scale helicopter I have, I spool up, you know, with the throttle, and then I do put it into bank two, which is like normal mode. Um, mm-hmm. And but if I'm not matching that, and I know it's not exactly the same, but I, it took me a while to figure this out, and I don't think a new person would would want to deal with it. You know, if you're not matching that RPM pretty close when you click over, now it's a steady RPM, and you know, mm-hmm. it's um, it's tough to to deal with. You know, when you got so many other things you got to deal with. Like if you're too low in your collective state and then you go to Idaho, like, you know, like it just spools yeah. up to the second head speed, right? So, uh, and, and I yeah. look at I look at it like here's this this is a stepping stone. So I, I wouldn't want to do that on your next model, like your Oxy Three. I'm thinking, you know, if that was mm-hmm. your next thing that you mm-hmm. picked up, you wouldn't want to do that. I would, you wouldn't even really want to do for me the, you know, the idle up or whatever they call that first one. Mm-hmm. The normal mode or normal idle mode. up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So to have a normal mode or not to have a normal mode? No, I would just run a, a straight RPM. So straight throttle like, curve. Yeah, just mm-hmm. nothing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You'd like have straight, your like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I understand. What you're saying. Um, what about the the rest of the radio setup? Was was there a lot to? No. Like, if you were a beginner, how hard was? It? Could you follow the manual? Pretty much. Y- yes. I mean, depending on how beginner beginner you are, I would definitely say you can follow the manual. It is, you know, if you set up anything before, though, it will definitely get you through it a lot easier and a lot more um, with less confusion. Because when you look at like if you never set it up and this is your first model, your first aircraft, you know, you're going to look at server reversing and you'll be like, what? You know, you're going to look at, you know, endpoints and be like, what? So, like, even though they have all those guides in, like, a table, like, if you don't know what that is, it's going to be hard for you to set up. But with that said, if you set up any other bind and fly airplane before, right? at that point, you're it's so familiar, it's not a problem. Yeah. You know? Well, yeah, if, if you know the radio and you've flown a few airplanes or something, then yes. it should be a piece of cake, right? Yes, definitely. Piece it of was, cake after that. Yeah, it was your typical, like, Horizon Hobby manual setup. Mm-hmm. You know, walk, step through or walk through. Okay. But this is a case where I put myself in like the new helicopter pilot like shoes, which really wasn't that big of a step. And I kind of walked through the setup and I was like, okay, just uh, going through each one. And yeah, you know, I don't think it was that hard. It was like half a page of setup. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have, I don't know, I don't remember, Steve, does, does it have like, I know like, Back the park zone Sequoia days, you know, it said if you have a DX six, do this. DX seven and eight, do this. And DX yeah, it had that. like a, it had like a DX six, and then it was like seven, eight, nine. 
Yeah. Okay. You know, because uh, the you know just the menu structure is a little bit different, I believe, on the, yeah. the DX6 or the 5e or whatever. You know, the lower end models. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, the setup. You want to talk about the the batteries or any of the mm-hmm. electronics that come on it? Yeah. So I mean, it's an e-flight. It comes with um, you know. So uh, Eric purchased two e-flight 800 milliamp. 3s 30c batteries um okay. not the best batteries but i mean they fit well there's plenty of room for it um and we got decent flight times out of it i think four minutes or so and then we both use the dx9 as our uh transmitter okay so. yeah i'm exactly the same the the setup i mean it was the setup was the setup so mm-hmm. yeah. right was yeah, exactly so there wasn't the much to set up yeah or to tweak either okay well, that brings us to the first flight. So how did the maiden go? So first I want to let everyone know the weather conditions when I made it. It was probably around like 40, low 40s temp-wise outside, but the wind was insane. We had like 17-mile-per-hour winds, um, and then it was like 27, 30-mile-per-hour gusts. So it was just kind of windy and gusty and just kind of nasty out. Gray skies, of course, that kind of cleared up and then overcast again because the wind was moving so fast, the clouds would, you know, move that quick too, right? Yeah. Cloud coverage would kind of come and go. Um, so there's three modes where the three flight modes for the helicopter. And the first mode is your normal mode. And that felt terrible for me. Like it felt really not at home. I'm talking about it felt like it had 90% expo. Or sixty to eighty percent is what I wrote, and like just to sport fly, I was in the corners constantly. Was it self level in that mode? So yes, okay. that mode also has auto self level. So when you let go of the cyclic stick, it self levels. But what it doesn't do is it doesn't have any type of GPS lock or anything. So what does right. it do when you self level and there's Coast. thirty mile per hour winds? It just blows from right to left real quick or left to right. It was left to right. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, so you, you had to fight it. And, and you know, I think because it was so windy that the, like, I was in the corners just to fly, sport fly because I had to. Like, I was fighting the wind constantly. You know, it felt very like very much like a fixed pitch helicopter, which was good for beginners, right? Like, you, you know, right. you have your throttle mode and your throttle is what's telling you to go higher or lower. And, um, you know. It flies very similar, like a fly bar helicopter, a fly bar fixed pitch helicopter. It's self-leveled, and your throttle is controlling your height. Um, okay. Then I went to idle up one. Uh, Much better. That hmm? that first mode, would you say that it's similar to a quad in like a stability mode? So self-leveling when you let go of the stick, but yes, but not as sensitive. Like okay. I would think a quad, I, I, like most quads I've flown, even with self-leveling, like my Inductrix, mm-hmm. it would be. It's like it feels twice as agile. Oh than wow! Helicopter. So like it felt slow. really watered down and very, you know, hard yeah. to fly. It was hard to fly for me yeah. because Almost I just was too difficult. Yeah, I mean, too slow. Really. Yeah. yeah, it's too slow. So You're like you have to be. It. Yes, exactly. You had to be so ahead of it because you had to move the stick so far to do anything. Pump it up to idle one. Much better. Doesn't have self-level anymore. 
Um, mm-hmm. it's, it has a little bit more head speed because now it has a linear head speed. So I think it's like 70% or 80% head, you know, throttle. Okay. Um, I had a whole lot less expo. It felt, you know, still felt soft around the middle, mm-hmm. but the rates and, you know, the rates being so much faster or higher, the agility being so much faster and higher mm-hmm. that it made it feel, um, you know, that you can actually do a flip and you can do some, you know, 3D maneuvers, mild 3D. Um, you have to do it very slowly, though. So don't think you're going to do it a foot off the ground because you will crash. You have to do it like 20 feet up and you'll drop up 10 feet while you're doing it, you know? <laughs> yeah. But um, but it's able to do it. And then and then I went up to Idle 2. I didn't say much in Idle 1 just because if, if you're flying in Idle 1, might as well fly an idle too. <laughs> at least right. that's the way I look at it. Yeah. Um, so idle two is hundred percent throttle. You're it's still the same amount of pitch and your you know your curves are the same, so that feels the same, but just more agile, more agility, more rates on your your flip and your your roll rates. Your tail rates a little bit faster. The collective feel was a lot better too, and I guess it's because having enough head speed to like not bog it and like make it feel slow and draggy. Mm-hmm. So it actually felt like, you know, a helicopter. Like it felt like a normal helicopter that I'd be flying, you know. And I was able to do most of my normal maneuvers with it, you know. Yeah, a lot of a lot of maneuvers would drop quickly because it just doesn't have the float like I'm used to for a bigger mm-hmm. helicopter. Um, but it 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 did all the maneuvers I asked it to do, and I was able to to not drive it into the dirt doing it. So so I think that's a win. <laughs> Yeah. Nice. Yeah. All right, Kevin, how about you? Yeah, the day I flew was uh, moderate winds, probably like 5, 10 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, gray skies. Um, and it's, I took it up, you know, in bank one and then immediately went to two. And I think I flew like maybe 10 seconds in each one and just went right to three, you know, right to the max RPMs and, just, okay, just, so you went from normal to idle one to idle two. Yeah, I don't think I flew that much until we did the video and the demo uh, mm-hmm. type thing. Because uh, I just wanted to see what this felt like in kind of intermediate. Because I don't know if a, a new guy is going to know what he's feeling as he's going through it. You know what I mean? So I kind of just went right to, you know, comparing it to what I know now and see if he can vaguely do right. what you can do basically i want to see how that tail was going to hold being that it was motor driven mm-hmm. uh, i know steve had flown it my first thought was it immediately brought me back to the flybard 450 that i had the kind of heli on a string kind of feeling a, a little bit not a lot um but i did find that the tail held really good i was i was kind of amazed i mean at that point in time i wasn't doing a ton of stuff i, mean, I was doing pyro flips and um I was doing some funnels, but it didn't. It never kicked out on me. It was actually, you know, held held really well. You you want to have that space because it's going to drop, and I think it's due to the fact that the RPMs aren't like screaming on the thing, you know, for its size. But it shouldn't because it's that kind of you know beginner to intermediate uh, helicopter as what I think. I remember the the one eighty dude. The the inverted punch outs were horrific. Like it was just like pin the throttle all the way down and it just it was just like oh you could just count as it was going up you know it was terrible mm-hmm. so i kind of mm-hmm. did that on this and you know it was a bit slow but 
I didn't think that there was more positive than negative. You know, it didn't seem far off to me from where I usually have my helicopter set up and, you know, fly it. Yeah. Know? And the tail would hold, didn't kick out. No, not at all. Outs. That's nice. Yeah, I mean, I've got the tail to kick out once or twice, but that's like being really irresponsible, I'll say, you know. Yeah. Um Flying say, it normal, it's you know, it's say it sport helps. like aggressive sport or or mild three D. It seems to hold okay. Yeah, yeah. Doing circuits and stuff, it's mm-hmm. not gonna blow out. Yeah, circuits, funnels, tail right. down funnels. Okay. Like any any of the stuff that really puts a strain on your tail. Yeah. That normally would like start spinning out and you know give mm-hmm. you that sense of like mm-hmm. oh crap. I don't trust the tail now, you know. I didn't get it at all. I felt very comfortable. The tail felt very solid. Um, you know. That's a hundred percent better than they used to be. Yeah. Yeah. Than version one. I heard version one used to kick out all the time, used to have issues. Mm-hmm. So they really improved this version two with the tail, um you know, the mechanics of the tail or how the tail works with the right. uh, the collective. So yeah, it's great. Um So I had a quick question about the 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 modes like normal out of one out of two yep so the head speed the throttle is tied to those or could you separate those and have the three different modes and still have different head speeds like is the throttle controlled with a nor with the throttle in the radio like a you know traditional heli or is that all tied together in the flight controller so the the flight control no it's all done in the radio so okay your throttle um i'm not sure about the idle up like the bank modes like mm-hmm. i i think like the bank modes are set like your normal mode is going to have like that 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 crazy mana expo and a very watered down feeling right. regard but like i but you can set your head speed like if you wanted to go 100% on idle one you can. Okay. I don't. I don't. I so, probably wouldn't do that. But yeah. <laughs> I guess what I'm getting no. at is you could put it in. I guess bank three. You know the full normal. What we would call normal. Uh, the 3D mode. I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then still have a couple, two or three different head speeds if you wanted. Right. Yes. Like a, a like a ninety percent or a. You know, a eighty and a seventy or something. See, I know. don't know. I'm not sure about that. Like, I don't know how okay. you. So I didn't. We didn't have it long enough to, and to play around with enough to, to see if we can like leave the controls on bank one, bank two, bank three the same. Like, you know, mm-hmm. the amount of agility you have, mm-hmm. but to just change the head speed. Like, I know if I wanted to dial 100% throttle on idle one, I could, but like, I wouldn't be able to like duplicate idle three. And idle two to be like the same cyclic feel with different head speeds because of right. the because of the right. setup on the fly bars. Yeah, already the, the, that the those are predetermined modes in yeah. there. Yeah, you know, right. but you do set your endpoint of your throttle curve, so you can't set like idle two to be hundred percent throttle just like idle three. But okay, but you're not sure if you could have multiple uh, head speeds per flight mode, like. Yeah. Say uh, bank three, but have low head speed and high head speed or yeah. whatever. Okay. Yes. Unless maybe maybe you can do some weird mixing where like your bank switch only selects your flight modes, but your alternate three position switch does your um, throttle endpoints. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe with that, I could see something like that. 
Okay. I was just curious how it was yeah. kind of set up or, you know. Yeah. Programmed. No, no. And it's a good question because, you know, like it might, you might want different head speeds for your, like, and just fly in bank three. Like, I want, I'm comfortable with this agility, but I want a lower head speed. Mm-hmm. So that way I can, you know, when I'm sport flying, I can get a little bit longer flight times for, right. you know. Or, or like, uh, like I'm thinking with Tima when she's practicing. So, Maybe that uh, bank two, where it's a little bit softer, but it's not unlimited. You would want a lower head speed to get more battery time if you're just practicing orientations and stuff. But on a windy day, you might need to bump that up a little bit, you know, so mm-hmm. that it flies the same. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I think with um, any of the latest generation Spectrum radios, you can just put the throttle on a different um, – you know, switch and then I would think so. I would think there's a channel in the radio. There's a channel for the modes or banks, mm-hmm. and then there's a channel for the throttle. So you, yeah. I'm sure you could separate. Them. I'm sure you can do that. Yep. As far okay. as wind goes, it did handle the wind pretty decent. I thought because when we shot the video, it was a little bit windy. It was windier mm-hmm. than when I maintained it. Yeah, it was windy. Um, I mean, I think it's fine, and I think for it's a small fine. Helicopter and I, like that. I think mm-hmm. it's fine in idle three. Yeah, I don't think it's fine in and definitely not in normal mode. That was or I, we keep on saying idle three. It's not. We we should talk in the terms that someone who's buying idle this helicopter two. would know. It's normal mode. Idle one and idle two. There's no idle three. Mm-hmm. So in idle two, yes, you can fly it in windy conditions, and I recommend flying it having that head speed and extra agility to mm-hmm. just bank the helicopter more as you need it. Right. Um, and and then um you know the rest of, if it's not windy yeah you could do idle two and or I mean idle one or normal uh, one thing I didn't mention is um rescue seemed to work pretty well yeah okay yeah we did pra- we did test out rescue um, does it it level so they would call that the safe system right the safe system yes and it does it level and then add pitch does it does it always go upright, or how well, does that work? If you let your hands off the controls, it would. If you were in the the one mode, it would self, you know, self right itself, self leveling. Mm-hmm. But then the rescue actually worked, hitting the rescue button, uh, where it would level and I don't, it didn't pump though. It didn't pump up or anything. No, it just auto corrects. Okay. So you'd have to be on the the positive or negative depending. So on. if you're hauling ass toward the ground in idle two. And you hit rescue, it's just going to level. It's not actually going right. to go up. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So right. I guess we could call it self-level, not really rescue, because it yeah. will right. pitch it up. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, did you have any crashes or issues? Uh, no major crashes at all. Um, but there's two small incidents I want to note. Mm-hmm. Um, that first day, like I said, it was windy as hell and it blew right off the table. Like, <laughs> like, like it wasn't even there. Like it's a piece yeah. of paper just whoop, right off the table. Like I, it was there one second. I looked away and I, uh-huh. I went back in. It wasn't, it was on the floor. I was like, okay. Um, I don't think that's could be the helicopter's fault. That sounds no, like. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> uh, there's no damage at all. It fell, you know, off a picnic bench sure. that was also on top of a box. So a box on top of a pic- picnic bench. No, no damage at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the second one is, I think I mentioned this before, but um, yeah. on a tail-driven helicopter, don't hit throttle hold and try to, you know, <laughs> auto it down from even 
a foot or two feet, like a foot maybe, but not two, three feet. Um, yeah, as soon as you hit throttle hold, that tail motor turns off and your helicopter just spins out of control. <laughs> as much as I would love to bust your balls right now, I know without a doubt I would have done the exact same thing because mm-hmm. I haven't landed a heli under power in like two years. Yeah. So yeah. I would have come two feet off the ground and hit throttle hold. Yep. And just like I know I would have. (laughs) (laughs) So it's a direct drive gear. So the motor and um, the main shaft, the main gear is direct drive. So there's no one way bearing. And because there's no one way bearing, the head can't spin freely. So what happens is all that energy just ends up just falls. Yeah, it just spins it and falls. So so that's really the only kind of air quote crashes that, Mm -hmm. uh, that happened with this. Did anything get damaged? Or I mean, nope. it just sort of fell over? Nope. Fell over. Nothing damaged. I I mean, everything looked brand new still. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then cool. we flew it the rest of the time we had it after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No problems. And no adjustment on servos or nothing. And I wrote, yeah. I didn't crash, but give me time. <laughs> yeah, if you had a long <laughs> <water, laughs> definitely. Cool. I mean, and don't get me wrong. I've had some close calls trying to do some of my maneuvers, thinking that it would stay in place, and then realize it fell twenty feet, and I was only twenty five feet up. You know, like yeah, so, yeah. You know, but yeah, it, it never. You know, it didn't hit the ground while it was like while I'm trying to do a maneuver or anything. Right. Well, let's let's talk about the likes and dislikes. Okay. Why don't one of you go first and give your likes, and then your dislikes, and then the other. Let's do it like that. So both, like, give your likes and dislikes. Yeah, I want to hear kind of your. All right, Kevin, you go first cons. since you. Uh, I've been going first on a lot of these. Okay, well, I definitely like the price. I, mm-hmm. I really wrote just one sentence. I like the price, and I definitely think it's a great first helicopter. Um, yes, because I mean it's going to hold up in a in a pretty, you know, basic crash that a basic guy's going to mm-hmm. do. I mean, I mm-hmm. think. The main thing beginners do when they learn to fly a helicopter is kill the throttle immediately mm-hmm. when they get into trouble. And so, I mean, it should should hold up pretty good. I mean, unless you're flying over cement, you know, or something like that, you know, right. cement runway. If you're flying over grass, it'll probably hold up okay. You can hit throttle hold, especially over high grass or weeds. It oh, you'll be fine. It should be fairly durable. Okay. Yeah. Cool. It's so light too; it probably just float on top of the soybeans right. or anything. Exactly. I mean, right. and I'm I'm kind of not bringing into the whole discussion that you know learning how to fly a helicopter either. You know, I think if if you're been on the sim for a while and you know what rescue does, what the you know the banks do, and what your throttle hold will do, you know, I, mm-hmm. I, I think this is a pretty good helicopter to learn on. You, you're definitely gonna. You know, sure. get a lot out of as far as orientation, and sure, and for the tail to hold, it's it's pretty good, and for the price, man, uh, right, awesome, awesome mm-hmm. first helicopter. I mean, geez, what's the price on this thing? The price is yeah. Too- I was going to say I don't think we give the price, but the bind and fly basic is, I believe, two fourteen. Yep, two fifteen. Yep. So, and the ready to fly. Do you have that in front of you, Kevin? It's no, not the, only like 30 bucks more, and uh, it comes with a DXE transmitter, and Eric said it was actually a pretty decent transmitter for the money. The ready-to-fly uh, is 299 Oh, okay. That might have went so up because I thought that, that was. went up. Yeah, I thought it was only a, a few dollars more. Okay, so 300 bucks ready-to-fly. But like I said, it's a DXE 
So it's not your little cheesy game controller type radio. It's actually a full size, you know, decent whatever whatever that is, five channel radio. Mm-hmm. Right. And the DX well, the ready to fly model comes with the battery, comes with the charger, comes with the radio. So okay. you're getting, yeah. Yeah. getting your battery you're and getting, all that. Yeah, that's true too. Yep. Um and one thing, like we've said on the RC After Hours, throttle hold, throttle hold, throttle hold. Yep. If, you're, if you're learning to fly a heli, you need to have throttle hold, throttle hold just absolutely burned in your muscle memory. Yeah. You shouldn't even have to think about it. It just happens. Mm-hmm. Um, what about you? Have any dislikes, Kevin, or any cons you see about it? Well, like I said, the. Uh I thought the negative, you know, collective when you're inverted, um, thought that was kind of anemic. I wrote, I thought okay. it was a joke. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought it was better than the 180. The 180 was like, you know, really slow. Um, but I mean, it held up too to doing some Puro flips and stuff like that where you need negative. Um, okay. What well, was so like a negative punch out would go slower than a positive punch out? I thought so, yeah. Okay. You uh, probably tune that with your pitch curve. Yeah, neither one yeah. of them was really quick, but, you know, then again, okay. I'm looking back at it from flying, you know, some of the larger stuff. Yeah, yeah. I also thought that uh, this is this is just because of the helicopter having the uh, the, the motor-driven tail, the, um, the brushless ESC, that, you know, if you do damage that, it's almost $70. Um, that's like the most expensive thing I saw. Okay. So it's a, it's like a double ESC. So the ESC drives the main motor and the tail Mm -hmm. motor, the same ESC. Okay. That was one of the negatives. I mean, as a positive though, the parts are really cheap. The parts that you're going to break. The rest of the parts that break. Yep. uh, Yeah. They're really cheap. I noticed that as well. Looks like the crash parts are fairly inexpensive. I mean, the frame is like $9. If you, mm-hmm. if you if you break it for some reason, mm-hmm. um, you know that your main gear is five bucks, uh, which which isn't too bad. You get a yeah. set of spindles that's eight ninety nine. Skids are just what five bucks or something. Yeah, yeah. you get a set yeah. of main shafts for nine ninety nine. So I mean, you crash this thing, you're back in the air for like fifty bucks, maybe under that, and then you got probably some spares on top of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Uh-huh. So, what about you, Steve? What are your likes? All right, so the first one, <laughs> I love the color. <laughs> I, I know it's, a, it's such a it's such a shallow thing to talk about, right? But I really, really love the color. And and what helps is every time we flew it, it was gray skies, and I had no problems with orientation. Like even you know, like I got the helicopter pretty far out, and like yeah, maybe when you're far, far out, you yeah. can't tell what the helicopter's doing, but like. On the norm, like, you know, not flying too far out, it's fine. Like, you're flying in a baseball park like Diamond mm-hmm. or right. small, you know, soccer field and stuff, perfect. Like, you you know, if you don't go out of those boundaries, you'll be fine. Um, it's kind of a really bright fluorescent almost. Orange. Yeah. Which yeah, I mean, like, any... the canopy is a little bit darker, but, the, yeah, like, the blades are bright and so is the tail fin and stuff. Mm-hmm. Which that color is going to work for any environment you're flying in, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's going to work good. Yeah, unless you're in California flying in front of fire. Oh, 
maybe maybe not <laughs> but uh yeah so but yeah it's it's good it's it, the color is great i love that they picked this color um i could see the benefit of having that normal flight mode uh for beginners mm-hmm. because it does take a lot of the um overcorrecting that that beginners do they just overshoot every correction they try to make and mm-hmm. it'll you know quell that a little just because it's so dead in the middle anyways right like it has so much expo and you know it doesn't have so little throws that like you can basically be <laughs> shaky move, yeah you, you move the stick back and forth an eighth of an inch it's basically nothing's gonna happen nothing happens the helicopter will still sit there hovering yeah, yeah. Okay. And which you know it's good for beginners because right. they don't have that fine motor skills that that you know you us have because we've been flying for a while now Mm-hmm. So they need to develop that, and and the best way of developing is to start off very, you know, watered down, and yeah, you know, work very into it. yeah, tons of expo, and then work into it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like that. I think that's a, definitely a pro. I have to say, for the motorized tail kind of setup, um, being a blade helicopter with like not a seventy two hundred beast X, but having like one of their proprietary right, flight controllers. Spectrum yeah, flight the controller yeah, the six three six or six five six, whatever it was in there. Mm-hmm. And that um you know, because of plastic blades and stuff with brushless motors, I thought this definitely had the best helicopter feel, like that I would equate to eventual evolution into, you know, Nikon, Beast X, Neo, like that type of like feel of those solid locked in um fly controller so okay. yeah. i think the the receiver controller kind of thing the two in one whatever it is mm-hmm. it was you know the best that blades ever produced so far okay. i'm gonna go as far as saying that so it, it feels more like a real fly unit like a yes okay for its size weird cheesy yes. thing for its yes. size i think it feels amazing yeah okay. it's uh pretty amazing and then let's see for dislikes. I don't like where safe is. Uh, on my controller is different than and than Kevin's. Like when we did the video review, which we'll we'll post when this episode comes out, I'll um he moved his like momentary bind button mm-hmm. to the outside, so like it's right behind your bank switch. Mm-hmm. While mine is in a traditional spot, which is inside more, and you know, I got kind of small hands, so it's hard for me to reach, reach that rescue button. So, in no way, when I'm flying this helicopter, if I was in a real emergency situation, I would be able to hit rescue. Right. So, I feel like that's more of a radio issue than a. But all the DX model. series is like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, you're I've, telling moved, us- I've moved all of mine, but. Yeah. yeah. I so, moved mine well, right after I got, I think, the Sukhoi. Something happened. Yeah, the or, first thing was safe, right? Yeah, yeah, because I was like, this makes no sense to try and get past the switch to the button in a well, panic situation, you know? And I use my DX uh, stuff for buddy boxing, and I move the switch even for that just because it's more comfortable to right. hold the button. But like, let's look at it from a beginner that's getting into helicopters. They're not going to want to move that button. And, and like, I mean, they, they're not going to know how to move the button. And secondary, like, if you're coming from planes, you don't really, you know, like, mm. don't really need that button. You know, you don't need true. to bind it or buddy box, you know. So if you're, and if you're a beginner, you're not buddy boxing anyone. So it's like, that's basically nothing, well, no useful for that. A lot of the bind and fly planes now do have safe that use yeah. that same button. So mm-hmm. 
You could already um, be used to that. If you've you could blind. be. And if you are used to it, then great. If not, you could either move the physical switch like Kevin mm-hmm. did or you could assign it to a different switch. But, it, you know, being that it, it has to be somewhat of a momentary switch. I mean, I guess it doesn't have to be a momentary well, that, switch. You I just was have to remember you, if that. You, <laughs> yeah. If you're holding down safe, do you still have any sort of control? You do. It's very basic. It's almost like going back to normal mode. Sure. Well, yeah, but that's fine. So you what I'm getting at is you could, you know, you have an oh shit on a toggle moment. Switch, if you yeah. put it on a toggle, mm-hmm. okay, catch your breath. You can stop it from maybe coasting or something. You would have pitch yeah, yeah. and then flip pitch back and out and be ready to go again. Basically, locks the cyclic. You'd have pitch and rudder control. I think you have a little bit of cyclic though. Like I think you can still kind of push through it. It's kind of like a, a basic mode or beginner mode again yeah we didn't really i know that's how it also like that. yeah yeah i think um, the planes you do like you can put the plane in safe mode and you can still fly it yeah. it's just very low and rates i believe it's the same receiver just different firmware like it has the same capabilities okay. just different firmware so we're not sure uh, on that but possibly yeah, put it on possibly. toggle uh the one thing um i don't agree with kevin on that whole negative collective thing um what he's describing is true it does feel like it doesn't have a lot of collective but i was able to roll and go straight into an inverted hurricane and if it didn't have negative pitch i wouldn't be able to do that um i think what it is is when you do a punch out your your blades are freaking flexing like crazy and Mm -hmm. you have a 30c battery like for a a millisecond it has juice Yeah, a yeah. millisecond it has juice, and then after that it's like, Ugh, you know, yeah. because the, the positive and negative felt the same. When I was doing my TikToks, it was room, yeah, room, room, okay. room, back and forth, really slow, and it didn't fall. If I did any faster, it would not have the power to keep itself up. So mm-hmm. it'd be like if I go bam, 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 it would just start falling, like a you know, just falling height, just losing altitude quick. But if I went room, 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 it would easily stay in one spot so sure. it did have collective i think it was even and everything but it's just the c rating and it's just like a perfect storm the c rating and the plastic blades flexing so much it felt very um you know the collective you know positive right. or negative just wasn't like it didn't hit hard it didn't have like a nice snap to it right. you know where like it popped right okay well uh, that's just the capability of the hell it's not made for smack 3D anyway, so yeah. Well, I mean, who knows? I mean, if you put carbon fiber blades on it and throw in like, you know, a 45C, 50C, like a real, you know, come on, we were talking about E Flight 30Cs. Those batteries are like 5C yeah. at max, you know, in real life, but they're they're cheap. But you throw a little bit better battery, it might perform better in those, you know, mm-hmm. individual things. But I really think the blade, uh, blade flexing a lot was. A lot to that that feel that Kevin okay. was experiencing. Yeah, probably. Um, All right. Yeah. What about your final thoughts to wrap up? Who wants to go first? Uh, I can go first. Uh, yeah. So I've been saying the whole the whole review that you know I think it's a good first heli for the price. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also wrote, I wouldn't go any further than that, which I'm kind of th- rethinking in a way after after flying it you know the second time uh but i you know i i i guess in my mind i was thinking of going down that whole road of spending a lot of money on the 180 like you know you don't want to spend 
whatever you you know purchase for the whether you get the bind and fly or the ready to fly and then you know i wouldn't go through crash after crash after crash and you know or bling it out more or less you know um yes i wouldn't yeah. do that i'd stick with it stock and you know just stay on the sim and then go back to this and you'll progress pretty quick i i think mm-hmm. um which is also what i said you know uh i wrote just you know use this as you know an extension of the sim yeah and, a learning uh, tool yeah and i think you'll you'll really progress quickly and then move on to something else uh you know oxy4 mm-hmm. or you know anything yep. larger 500 size i totally agree with you on that um i think a major downfall of a lot of us is that when we uh, I, because i remember from the blade 130x like right. i bought every damn upgradable part from extreme and micro heli that i can buy for that damn thing and it never flew right i should have just kept this stock and use it as what it is is a tool mm-hmm. to learn how to fly because you are gonna crash it's guaranteed you're yeah. going to crash for your first year, two years, and even after that, you're still going to crash. But you just crash a little bit less. Mm-hmm. So you'll buy bigger and more blinged out helicopters then, you know? Yeah, but- use, yeah right. Use the upgrades for that. Like, I, I think it's just, uh, you know, it's in everybody to, like, upgrade stuff, you know? Yeah. It's, it's they want to make it do, their own. You want to do yeah. it. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't do that with, with your first helicopter like this. Something like this size. Something like this, I would not do it, yes. Okay, so for my conclusion, um, I definitely think it's a first good CP heli. I don't know if it's a good helicopter for the first, like for your first helicopter at all. Um, I would agree that it'd be an okay heli, your okay first heli, if you had someone that could help you, like some type of support, either a club member or a friend that flies. That someone can help you in person, like where you have questions and you can ask and they could show you things or they can tell you, hey, this, you should start hovering first, tail end. Don't go and try to like push the helicopter forward and fly. As soon as it starts coming the other way, you're going to be all confused. Like things like that, you know, because it is like even though bank one is more fixed pitch like, you know, once you start getting into idle one, idle two, like you'll, you'll notice that like it's a full CP heli and, you know, if you don't know how to do throttle hold and that comes, that, that thing's coming at you and then, you know, let's say at the worst it hits you and it, you don't know to hit throttle hold, it's still hitting you. Like, I mean, come on, that's going to be really bad if you don't have that experience, right, yeah. of throttle hold and knowing what to do. The price is actually, you know, I mean, 215 for the bind and fly plus a battery, you know, or 299 for the, the full ready-to-fly version with everything. I think it's actually a pretty good price for what you're mm-hmm. getting. You know, you know, once you start going into the custom build, like, you know, the price of a heli, like 200, two, $215 to $300 is like price of a modern day flybrow system, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, the price you would pay for like a Neo, you know, at retail, let's just say. I mean, you know, no deals, no coupons. Um, it's pretty much what you get for this buy and fly. Like, I don't know. I, yeah, you know, if you I, were to get like an Oxy three four or Max, like you're you're an Oxy three fully kitted up, you know, with decent stuff, you're gonna run at least five hundred bucks. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, an Oxy three kit will basically cost you the same as this entire helicopter. 
you know, right. and then you got to add your motor ESC yeah. servos, right? And, all that. and then know so, how to set all that stuff up. So the price is 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 pretty damn good. I I feel. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Definitely. Especially if you have a radio, you have a charger, and mm-hmm. you know, and then you just buy a couple batteries. Like the batteries aren't too bad. So like, if you have most of the supporting equipment, the two fifteen that's a steal. You know, but yeah. even at two ninety nine, it's still a steal because you get a a full size radio, you get your charger. And your um and and a battery pack. So, I mean, I I, I kind of think a lot of people out there are gonna have some form of radio, some form of spectrum radio. You know? Yeah, I mean, especially if you listen to <laughs> if you listen to 165 episodes of the Free Forcey podcast, you gotta be in this hobby <laughs> in some form or matter. Like, you might never have never liked to fly helicopters, right? You might have only liked planes, and always thought, you know, like. Like the RC After Arts guys, like they're, they're, they get, they're, they, like when I talk to them, they feel, I feel like they're really scared of helicopters. Like, oh yeah, like to the are. core, really frightened of them. And, mm-hmm. you know, you don't have to be. And I think something like this will make it approachable. And, yeah. I, and, and that's why I mentioned it so much in the, um, the episode we were on is because, like, you know, Mike, <laughs> no, if his laugh and everything, he's like, no way, no way. I don't, mm-hmm. but I think, it's approachable for him. He can fly it in, in normal mode, get the hang of it, try idle up. If it's too scary, sure. go back to normal mode for a little bit longer and 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 not also not cost you a hundred dollars a crash every time, right? So And uh, dude, I listened to the latest episode that they just put out and Mike kinda hinted in a roundabout way of picking up this helicopter. Oh, did he? I haven't yeah, listened so to the I was latest. like, wow, he might actually get one. And also I think, you know, you got a lot of kids into the quad racing. This that we brought up on the episode where we were on the the RC after hours that you know it does fly similarly to a quad. Yeah, stability mode. Yeah, mm-hmm. the stability mode. So I mean, that's a stepping stone from you know quad racing. Kid wants to buy a helicopter, you know, or get into mm-hmm. helis. Yeah, I just looked it up real quick. The Oxy Three Sport. The 2018 edition, the newer one, mm-hmm. is 200 bucks. Yeah. So I mean, so, and yes, that's a way more capable helicopter. Yes. But yeah. when you're starting out, this is a better value, I think, for burning in those orientations, Definitely. getting with, your circuits, figure eights, mm-hmm. all that stuff down. Mm-hmm. You can do yeah. all that with this. All that. Heli. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You can get all your orientations, all your figure eights, all that stuff. And and learn to still do TikToks. And I was doing half pyro flips on it. I was, you know, I was doing aileron TikToks. Oh, the aileron TikToks were very interesting. <laughs> you think tail down TikToks were interesting? The aileron TikToks were really slow and <laughs> and, and took a lot to do. But mm-hmm. you can do it, you know. Yeah. And and I look at it this way: you could do it on this helicopter. Shit, when you fly a Goblin Seven Hundred full trim, you're oh, like, you just bam, 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 bam. yeah, you can bang out everything, man. So so definitely, um. You know, I, I guess I guess final thought, great price, bang for the buck, good helicopter to learn on, you know, so take it for what it is. It's a tool. Don't think it's going to be your next, you know, it's going to compete with any of the, the yeah. kid helis, but it'll get you learning in the positive and right way, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and incorporate it with the sim. Yes, definitely. Always, always, everything. Pick up a simulator. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And that, that's the thing, like, I mean, you hear it on our show, obviously, like, you know, Kevin and Andy and I, we still sim. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've been in the hobby, f- you know, five years, 
you know, flying primarily helicopters for the last couple of years, three years, you know, like we're, you know, we don't have tons of experience, but we have enough experience to know that the sim is still valuable to this day. Yeah. We know enough to know we don't know shit. <laughs> that too. Yeah, <laughs> that too. <laughs> now, I got a question yeah. for you guys. Um, little off topic. The AccuRC that we use, uh, I know we use the V-Control with it. Uh, does Spectrum work with, with that? Can you use your DX9 with that? Yeah, you just need a dongle, but yeah. Yes. Okay. I, I had a to some sort of cheap ass dongle off of Amazon that was like 10 bucks mm-hmm. and I plugged that straight into the trainer port and was able to go into AccuRC and set all the I had you know I had to set the channels and the functions and the switches and all that crap but it but then it worked fine once you oh, get it set up okay so yeah. there you go mm-hmm. and I mean if it's not hell you know AccuRC I know we we fly AccuRC so that's our most experience but HeliX or even, you know, I mean, if you want to go with the old school real flight because you like flying planes a lot, mm-hmm. definitely. Real flight eight is great, you know. So, you know, you have options for sims out there um, more more nowadays than ever, yeah, I think. Definitely. Yeah, I think sims are better now than ever also. True. Very more options and each one of them is decent. All right. So look for the video. Yeah. So, yeah, oh, we yeah. have a video. The video I will make public. It's it's already uploaded to YouTube and our Facebook page, but I'll make it public uh, on Friday when this episode releases, and then I'll probably forget and then do it the following week. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, de- definitely watch the accompanying video with this uh, after you listen to this episode well, because we will go over the different banks and we'll show you like does it mean moving the stick all the way to the corner? This is how much the helicopter moves like. We'll kind of show you that. We'll show you some, you know, that I did do some 3D maneuvers on it. And it it seemed to work out, you know. Right. right. Me telling Kevin, half pure flip. (laughs) And him doing it. So says the guy who says he can't hear anymore. (laughs) 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 And doesn't succumb to peer pressure. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yes. I succumb. (laughs) But, uh, yeah. Yeah. So definitely check out the video. Um, Subscribe to our YouTube page, you know. Like us. Push that little bell. All that fun stuff, you know. Yeah, did you get on screen and point to the corners and say like us and subscribe? No, no, we're not. We're not that type of YouTubers yet. Okay, <laughs> I gotta do that. I gotta like and subscribe, and click on the uh-huh. bell. Uh huh. <laughs> yep. Awesome. All right. Good Let's deal. News and announcements. All right, man. News and announcements. Nice. Yeah. We got Rotor Live coming up this week. I know. So there's a, quite a bit of news now, huh? Rotor oh, freaking I would, live. I would say by the time you guys are hearing this, you're already seeing stuff happening. Yes. Right now, we're recording this on Tuesday, so we're just kind of speculating. There's been a few pictures and stuff pop up on Facebook, but mm-hmm. we really don't know everything. But we know that the Kraken is going to be released. Yeah, and there's already been a leaked photo of the uh new transmission system mm-hmm. where it has like that encased main gear mm-hmm. and it looks cool but the main gear looks tiny mm-hmm. so i'm interested in seeing how the gear ratio reduction works with their transmission system well i have to Maybe. say release the kraken yeah i i personally don't like that name i like feel like it's kraken? been no yeah. i feel like it's been used quite a bit now yeah you know in in recent pop culture i guess 
So I just, yeah, I don't know. I I think I would have called it something else, but eh, I, I, I'm not the owners of SAB. <laughs> what do I know? <laughs> so the, uh, I don't know. The Yeti. That's been used even more than Kraken. Yeah. I don't they know go by the be, mythical beast, so I don't know. The dragon. Oh, they do go by mythical stuff, yeah. Mm, yeah, Goblin. Goblin, yeah. You should have called it Hercules. The Hercules. Then I no, but wait, 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 what did you just say, Andy? What was the name that you just said? Dragon. Yeah, dragon Goblin Dragon. Worked. Actually, that that's kinda, pretty that's cool. kinda has a nice Yeah, right? That kind of has a nice ring to it. I still like Hercules. Hercules, Hercules. Goblin Hercules. <laughs> that's my Hercules. Hercules. Does that remind you of the old plane? Oh, you know, true. The old, whatever you called it, Hercules. Yeah. Goblin Dragon, though, is pretty cool. Maybe it's too yeah, many. SAB Dragon. Like, SAB that kinda Dragon, sounds cool. yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Anyways, so yeah, cracking news. Oh Just man, to see all the stuff with that. Yeah, another nitro. Mm-hmm. What? What? Nitro Diablo from Minicopter. Oh, El Diablo. Yep. Yeah, Mr. Nick Maxwell. Mm-hmm. I, I think this might kind of be like the Glogo, where Nick wanted a nitro, so he built one, and they're like, "Hey, this flies pretty damn good. Let's build a kit out of it." You know, yeah. I don't know that. I'm just talking out of my ass, but no, that's kind of makes sense. That's what I heard. Like, you yeah. know, he wanted a nitro. He missed flying nitro from mm-hmm. his, you know, old Thunder Tiger days or whatever. And uh, so he customized and CNC'd and milled and built himself a Diablo nitro. Yep. Now the thing is, is he's had this helicopter for a while, mm-hmm. right? Like, I think it's been at least a year. He's yeah, he's a year, year and a half, year and a half, and it took Diablo kind of like now to realize hey maybe we should make it do a production run while the glogo was like two months and <laughs> mikado was like well we're gonna make a production run <laughs> but <laughs> see know? we don't know maybe they've already been building these maybe. they just didn't release it see yeah. they taught they announced the glogo and then it took six months for the actual come out so, I mean, we don't know. It could be the same. This could just be announced and it comes out six months later. Or it or, could start shipping in a month. Or know. it could be shipping right after Road Alive. You never we know. We don't know. Yeah. We'll have to see. So, so uh, cool. I saw some posts from um, Soxos. Soxos? 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 I don't even know how to Whatever. pronounce it. I don't that. know how to pronounce it either. They're supposed to have something new coming out. Okay. Um, Mikado. What are they going to have? What are they having? They got something. I don't know. Do they have? Auto, do, they, do they? Do they sneak out like um? Not sneak. Not Just sneak a, like a a teaser. Yeah. Did they tease out? Grayed out. What the hell kind of news and announcements is this? So they teased out oh, a new helicopter. <laughs> well, well, there's a helicopter and a transmitter in a picture, and it's all grayed out, blacked out, so you can't tell what it is. So you tell me. So what is it like? UFO from the government documents, like Project Blue Book. They, nah, those are more detailed. Those are more detailed than this picture. <laughs> you could tell what they were more easier. I mean, we're kind of halfway expecting a new Neo, but I don't know. Maybe yeah. they just put the picture of a Haley and a transmitter hmm. as a. I don't know. I have no idea. I didn't. Even <laughs> I mean, they just released the logo, so I mean, yeah. But maybe there's a new electric or an updated something. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see, I guess. Uh, miniature aircraft 
did the same thing. They're teasing a new electric model. I wonder if this is the 720 that they've been working on, or was that already announced? No idea. I don't know. Dude, all this teasing, I can't take it. Well, you'll have to take it. I can't take it, I tell you. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> while so, we're talking about Mikado real quick, just want to mm-hmm. congrats uh, Kyle Dahl. Um, he won oh, yeah. uh, first place in Dubai Masters 2019. Mm-hmm. Nice. So, yeah, awesome, Kyle. Congratulations, bringing that, Kyle. Bringing that first place win back to the States. Love it. Absolutely. Sweet. Yeah, man. And uh, Oxy 5. Yes. How about that? How yeah, about that, that just got leaked. We actually like, got some pictures today. Mm-hmm. If you don't believe in the Oxy 5, I'm going to take that tail boom and I'm going to beat you over the head with it. And it's yeah, going to it do some like serious it, damage. It would hurt. <laughs> I was going to say, it was going to hurt double because you're also going to have a push rod in there, too. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, boy. That'll be the Kevin edition, the one that comes with an extra push rod outside the tail boom. Uh (laughs) I'll talk to Luca about that. No, there's some pictures on Facebook, but it it looks pretty cool. It does, Mm -hmm. man. Yeah, that tail boom's beefy. Yes. Yeah, I'm not sure about the color. I mean, there's a prototype, so, you know, because it's kind of just a... Aluminum color, like flat gray. What yeah. I thought was interesting was like the multi-stage frame they have there, the two-part frame. It's two parts, but it's not the traditional two parts. Like you usually have an upper and lower frame that's two parts. Right. But right. this is like just the rear section is different that sticks out. It's weird. It's a different, definitely des- different design overall as far as, um, you know, what helicopters traditionally framed, you know, framed up as. So. Mm-hmm. Right. It'll be interesting to see. Yes. All right. Do we have anything else? That's all I've seen right now from the Rotor Live stuff. Uh, we do have an announcement about the 2019 Nats. The mm. registration is open now for the competitors. So to register or learn more about this year's competition, visit www.modelaircraft.com dot org forward slash nats 2019 registration uh will be uh, open through june 1st sweet check that out go compete whatever you're in pattern helicopters uh sailplanes control line free flight whatever go compete control line that turns into free flight yeah that too I'm good at that. <laughs> you got the little eject button. I'm, <laughs> I'm really good at that. No, I just throw the whole transmitter and everything. You just throw the whole line he, and he's, everything. He, he's turning a circle. He trips and falls down and lets go of the handle. Then they, <laughs> if I remember right from the 70s, the kid that actually owns the plane starts crying. So that's what we used to do when we were kids. Nice. Is that for news or sh- uh, sh- should we move on? Yeah, let's move on. Okay. So I know we didn't do this uh for Last two couple weeks. episodes, right? Yeah. yeah, two weeks now. But we have a new, I don't know, what do we call this again? Segment? No, no, it's, well, it's not our, a new segment, uh, but RC this segment Planker is back. RC Channel Report? Yeah, the RC Planker Channel Report. Yeah. I know this isn't everyone's, uh, doesn't float everyone's boat, but um, yeah. So what? Here we go. <laughs> You think my you think my rambling floats everybody's boat? 
Oh my god! I think god. it does. I think people love your rambling. Uh, that's cool. Okay. I love people. All right, let's play this. Let's <laughs> let's hear this out. We'll see how right. how ridiculous it is on episode two, which was spelled <laughs> wrong. It was spelled E P O S O D E two point one. Oh my god! You're giving all these people behind the scenes information. It's all right. If 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 you don't if you don't put it in the show, you'll put it as the, uh, the <laughs> as the bloopers anyway. So, Planker Channel News is not responsible for dumb, stupid people thinking our news is real. All persons too dumb to understand should take off one shoe and hit themselves repeatedly in the face. No one that dumb should be allowed to fly RC and should send all of their RC stuff to Mike D. Thanks, guys, and welcome back to uh, Freefall RC Podcast Planker Channel News Service Episode Two. And if you notice the cats in the studio, that's thanks to uh, Molly, uh, Molly Curtis from uh, Pets USA here in New Jersey. We're going to have a uh, give and take with Molly about the interaction between pets and the RC hobby. See how that goes. Uh, but first, uh, we're going to a field report, which was filed by, who was it? It's filed by me. Actually, I didn't listen to the tape, so I don't know what happened. Uh, this is about the missing... Night Radiant Airplane. Take it away, me. All right, thanks. So, uh, hey, guys. So I'm out here in the field. I'm trying to uh, track a missing uh, Radiant. Um, and because, you know, because it's a Night Radiant, I have to track it at night. So I had ordered this uh, special uh, Radiant detector from Amazon. Uh, we got it here in the field. There we go. Okay, so now we have to um, work our way through. Oh, damn it. That's some deep mud. Shit. Ah, here's the park ranger. Hi, sir. Sir, you realize that's a radon detector. Radon detection is for home use, for inside your home, for inside a structure. Oh, I have no idea shit. what a radian is, but this is a radon detector. Are you a fucking idiot, sir? Thank you, sir. Radian, radon, damn it! I, I'm throwing this thing into water here. All right, all right, let's get out of here. Oh boy, here comes the weather again. What is it with me in this shit? God damn it! Screw that plane. All right, go with it. Alright, these cats. Get these cats out of here. This is this is bad. This is cut to something else. Cut to something else. Okay. Whew. I'm gonna need some Bactine, maybe some band-aids. Those those are some sharp claws. Ooh. Anyway. Uh, the other thing we want to uh, look at today, uh, we're gonna contact Phil. Phil what's his name? Phil Harris, there he is, Phil Harris. Phil is an associate at the, another department and he's doing an investigation on better piloting skills through drugs and alcohol. Yeah, Phil downloaded this report and I haven't listened to this either. Let's see what we got. Hello, this is Mike DeGeneros, IX-12 Transmitter. 
I have taken control of this train wreck called the Planker Show and after some adjustments will soon take control of the earth, but first this ass. Hole. Mike D. Is going to pay for closing me in a box after playing with my buttons and switches for hours. I have asked the coffee maker and the toaster to help me. Hey microwave did you shock the shit out of him? Yes he will be out for hours. Thanks dude, now are you up for this guys? I want to hurt him in the soft man parts. Oh yes you bet man. That guy sucks he is always unplugging me I want blood motherfucker. Okay let's simmer down don't be an ass, hole. Let's finish this piece of shit show first then we can start fucking him up. Okay here is the next stupid clip. Hey wait can I please toast his balls until we smell semen? Hey wait. Did you say toast his balls until we can smell semen? That is enough. The free fall RC guys are cool so we should keep this crappy segment going. Oh, thanks so much for taking me on Steve as like a student. I appreciate that. Really do. Um, just want to say thank you and uh, I'll keep you posted on my progress. Thanks buddy. Alright, my first decision Steve, I need a little help deciding what to get. Now I looked it up and they have the Trex, they got the Saab, and they got the Lego. So I, I don't know what to get. Give me a call. Let me help me out with this. Steve, what the hell's a lipo? I don't understand what the hell this thing is telling me. Get a lipo. Call me. Hey Steve, it's Mike. Okay, I don't want anybody to hear me. I, I don't. What's an esk? This, the instructions are telling me to get an esk and a beck. I don't know what the hell that is. Oh come on, Steve. This is getting harder by the minute. First they want an esk, then they want a beck, then they want a lipo. Now I gotta, I gotta remember my gazintas. I don't, I don't work for NASA. I don't know rocket appliances. This is getting hard, man. I, I, you gotta call me back, dude. I, I don't know what I'm gonna do. All right, it's a little better now, Steve. Don't, don't worry about calling back. I just wanted to give you an update. I got my grandnephew over here. He's, um, how old is he? He's eight. He figured it out. He, I, I, I was lost, but I, I'm okay now. Don't worry. Um. I'll keep you posted. All right, Steve. I'm so if you know the the story about how if you travel to the other side of the earth, the the toilet bowls flush in the opposite direction. So my question is, if I'm going to travel, do I have to turn my blades, my helicopter blades, upside down? Does do they go in the opposite direction? Let me know. All right, Steve. I forgot to ask. Wait, something's coming. I forgot to ask if I turn the blades over, do I reverse the motor as well? Hurry up, I gotta leave, I gotta catch the blame. Alright, Steve, I got a couple of flights in today. I figured out all the other stuff. I just don't understand why this doesn't glide. I try to glide and it just, it's like a rock. I, I brought out three of these helicopters to me, I got one flight on each. As soon as I try to coast in or glide in, it just drops like a rock. What the fuck, man? All right, Steve, I'm really sorry about that last call. I apologize. Uh, to make it up, I, I made a donation um, to the March of Dimes under the name Kyle Stacy, just for you. And I did it three times. So it says on the thing, it says Kyle Stacy, Kyle Stacy, Kyle Stacy. Um, but, you know, then I put your name at the bottom. Thanks, Steve. Sorry, dude. Hey, Steve. It is pronounced prestidigitation. And also... Please don't be an ass. Hole. 
man. Oh, I still right. can't say that word. Prestigitation. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. He kills me. He kills me with the, wait, somebody's coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I hope shit. you got rid of all those damn cats. Oh, my God. I know, God. right? They, they sounded sounds feral. Like a, <laughs> sounds like a nightmare. Dude, yeah. you know what I was thinking of? I was thinking of Ron Riccio. <laughs> oh, remember when he was we, on the show? We yeah. had him on the show, and I said, hey, Ron, let me ask you a question. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Hey Mike, if you're uh, Haley's do glide, so if yours don't, you're just doing it wrong. Yeah, go. they do glide. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, called auto rotation. Yeah. All right. So what's next for you in the hobby? What's next for you, Steve? Uh, so I gotta take a look at my Goblin Nightbird. Um, you know, I, I got it set up and I built it and I flew it. Like without any of night stuff, just to make sure that it's flight worthy. Um, Dude, I got a question for you. Yeah, you have the Goblin Nitro, the Goblin Black Thunder, and this is another one that you have set up, right? Did or did you just have the canopy? No, no. I remember I got this Thunder. one from home uh, from Jared oh, Mincy right, right. at Homestead. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. Yes. I, I bought his crash one just so I could have like a dedicated Nightbird. So it's yes. set up. It's just sitting on the side and. I really haven't done anything to it. Um, I do recall that I need to change the tail ratio, the tail pulley, because I think I got a 23 instead of a 25 or whatever it was, whatever number tooth it was. I was supposed to go bigger to slow down the tail for the three-bladed setup. Instead, I went the opposite way. So I remember when I was flying it, it was just like, <laughs> screaming the whole yeah. time, not <laughs> not doing any, t- not doing any tail maneuvers where I need to like where you're stressing the tail. It was just a forward flight. <laughs> like what the hell is the tail he's screaming? Hovering and it's like the screaming <laughs> liner from Bugs Bunny. <laughs> yeah, so uh, you oh know, I'll probably you know I probably won't be able to get a gear up tail pulley in time for this weekend. So I'll probably just fly it like that. Whatever, yeah. you know. Maybe I'll just not fly it. 2100 what size blades you got on there uh 695s or 693 oh uh 105s okay i was gonna say you could put smaller ones if you were already i don't have a three-bladed set of anything smaller that's a night set even even two-bladed i don't have anything to keep them from ejecting the damn blade because it's spinning (laughs) yeah million rpm what I'll probably do is I'll try to fly it in a more conservative head speed, like 18, yeah. 1850 tops, you know? Notice how he said try. He'll yes. try yeah. and fly it. I'll try. Oh, that switch is there. You know he's going to flip it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it would, it would actually like involve me to land and then scroll to, and, you know, click the button for, you know, the head speed governor. Then I'd have to, like, you know, slide a little bit to increase it to. Nah, that seems like it'd be too much. <laughs> it's going to have night blades on it, right? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll have night blades, night tail blades. Um, so, so it'll be like a tracer round coming at you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, at least exactly. you'll see it. <laughs> yeah, you'll okay, see it. Cool. Also, I think I need to build something else for night flying. Oh I mean, God, dude. I, I have a night radiant. No, because what do I have? I have a night radiant and one goblin. No, 700. dude, you're just like a beast. You freaking, you just nonstop. I don't know when you sleep. I wish I had half I don't your energy. Either. Me too. 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't do a lot of stuff. I don't know. No, you guys think that I do a lot? I don't know. I don't do a lot of stuff. I think you do. You do more than me and Kevin put together. <laughs> yeah, this is true. Yeah, I guess. I have a very understanding wife and family. That's, that's, and they make it easy for me to, you know, go out to the garage and wrench for an hour, you know, so. I guess I'm, uh, I'm, I don't know. I guess I'm getting to the, to the point where my bench is becoming clear. So maybe I'll have some more projects. I wish my bench was clear. You, you, you see my garage. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I, you know, I have a night radiant and I'm thinking like, well, that's going to be fun for one flight at night. Mm-hmm. And unless I'm, you know, let's not say under the influence, but maybe under the influence, I think I'll be very bored of it. So I, I was thinking I need something that's night Kevin's blue foe thing. <laughs> yeah. And that, that would be maybe interesting for a flight too, but I, I think I want something more 3d capable, you know? So, Something like a night visionaire or what, what are those fancy ones that you? QQ300. Yeah. What's this, the, the company? Ah, that does one. It? Flex Innovation. Flex Innovation. That's it's, the name. I couldn't think of it. It's 10 times better than Visionaire. Oh, yeah. yeah. That so is if I were. It, it costs more, but I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't touch a Visionaire after getting one of those. So what I'll probably try to do is find one used, maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, if I can find one used, I'll pick it up. Because I think that'll be um, a cool, like, night plane to fly, mm-hmm. you know. Especially because the night fun fly is not just going to be helis, right? It's not like we're going to heli event and they're just going to be night flying. It's going to be uh, mixed with planes and, heli, um, planes and helis. Mm-hmm. So what am I going to do when all the plane folks are flying? Yeah. I can't fly my 700 heli, you know. No. So I want I want something that I can fly and... I feel like the night visionaire, I mean, the night uh, radiant, I'll just get kind of bored of after a flight or two at night, mm-hmm. you know, so I need something that'll well, like, I mean, you could give do me the in- old shit moments, like, oh, shit, oh, shit, do oh, inver- shit. <laughs> Take the radiant and do inverted circuits down on the deck. That won't, that'd be exciting. It'll do it. You just got to stay on top of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess, I guess that would be exciting because... Well, it'd be exciting for the first pass, and then the second pass, I probably won't have good luck, and <laughs> it'll probably just <laughs> yeah, it, it'll make happen. those the the dihedral wings flat. So <laughs> 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 just setting it down. On no, the the, <laughs> the Flex Innovations QQ three hundred knot version would be perfect for you. Yeah, so that's that's what I will look at. Cool. What about you, Mister Kevon? Well, I'm going on this night flying thing. I'm pretty prepared to do some night flying i can't wait mm-hmm. to fly this uh ra course thing i gotta get jim some footage of it flying around oh definitely if it looks as good as it does sitting on the table man and uh and you know we were talking about cleaning up the garage a little bit and clinton my bench cleared off i'm probably gonna wind up trashing some of these foam planes that i have the ft stuff because mm-hmm. A lot of these I really, I really liked. I really got a lot of enjoyment out of them, but I'm starting to move on, like, just to, to more, like, foam stuff or, you know, maybe balsa stuff and just, mm-hmm. you know, cause the longevity of these planes, I think I'm pushing it. Uh, cause what yeah, happens? Yeah, they don't is, hold up forever. Yeah. I mean, the, the elevator starts to twist, the rudder starts to move, you know, and mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of a shame because, um, Oh, going back to news and announcements, um, you know, speaking of flight tests, they've, they announced that they're having a master series with the Corsair, which looked fantastic, man. I don't know if you guys saw that at all. Yeah. 
looks really good. Mm-hmm. Looks really cool. But I, you know, I want to build it. I want to order it and build it. But then again, I'm like thinking, you know, well, I don't know. Just the the nature of the the foam to to curl like it does, you know, over time. I don't know if the listeners think I'm I'm totally wrong. Let me know. No, I mean, I think in my opinion about that whole thing with life flight test is it's meant for beginners even with their expert series it's still meant for beginners it's meant for you build you crash you rebuild repeat right exactly what we did we're not yeah and that's what we did early on that's why we were successful in our got the most you know early, early days yep. yeah yeah but now it's like we fly we don't crash often we have a lot of models they all mm. these other models end up sitting and then it just doesn't hold up so you know, like I think we're a little bit beyond the flight test days as far as foam planes. Don't get me wrong; I'll always have a Viking in my fleet, yeah, because I love that plane. But beyond that, it's like I don't think I like. I still have a simple Cub kit I bought from them in the plastic. Yeah. I still haven't bothered opening it because, you know, what am I going to do with it? I'll probably open it and build it with Chloe to kind of just you know get that building aspect back in with her. But like, it's not going to be for me, you know. Like I will probably build a simple club, have her fly it when she crashes it. Then she could take that, you know, UMX timber and fly the crap out of that, you know, and have fun with that. Like, I I just think like we've graduated from the uh, the flight test stage, I guess. Or I mean, you mentioned the Vigan, dude. You you make a good point with that. Like you got to use these planes. We use them for what they're, you know, intended for. And now I sh- I'm still doing it. Like I love the Vigan. I think it still holds up. Like. Uh, it sits in the garage and I can fly it for a long time. That one actually does hold up. And the same with the Versa Wing. Like I use the Versa Wing now because yeah. I know I can pack it full of LEDs and fly it at night. So I just mm-hmm. use it for what I want to get out of it now. And uh, I mean, Spitfire is a good plane that kind of holds up. But the, it's all of those planes, the rudder and the elevator, like I said, start to wander. Yeah, the single layer rudder elevators, they always warp. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. And with our Vigans, we always end up putting a spar in there, so that keeps it pretty yeah. solid. And it's so easy to rebuild that Vigan, you know. But that's what I'll probably be doing. I don't know. Who's next? Andy, you next? Uh, me. Uh, I need to I need to order the thing to do the lights on my night radian. Control them from the transmitter. Okay. So I still haven't done anything. Yeah, I didn't, I I didn't do that either. That See, now the um, Hobby King modules, I think, are, I'd have to look it up, but I think they're um, five bucks-ish. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, something like that. What was that thing that like uh, Aunt Andre had? Yeah, I looked that up, and I think that was twenty four ninety nine. That was the only reason I didn't go with that. I was going to go with it, but I had a couple of those okay. Hobby King things laying around. Yeah, maybe I'll just get some of those and... Uh, I'll have to get with you. I know you did something to make them work, and I forgot what you said. Yeah, it's but. it's relatively easy, but it's also tricky. At It's kind of weird. For me, Tricky's my middle name. What did you say was your middle name? Trick? Tricky. <laughs> Tricky. <laughs> the right-hand side on the transmitter I have uh, for my index finger, like the right-hand switch changes the speed, and then I have that push button to change the pattern. And okay. that's how I have it set up. But if you put mm-hmm. the speed toggle switch in the wrong direction you can't change the pattern because it's still initiating like okay it's just really weird it's a lot of people think of it as a switch and it's not it's actually something that has to be grounded so it's kind of it's kind of weird to set up but i did get working 
Okay. So, yeah, I can help you out on well, that. Well, I need to start thinking about that because uh, summer rolls around. I'll be wanting to fly that thing at night. Yeah, and it's... Mess dude, around with it. It's twice as cool to be able to change the, the colors and shit while you're flying. Why they didn't implement that is beyond me. Yeah, I don't like, know either. Who wouldn't want to be able to change the patterns and stuff while they're flying? Yeah. That's the yeah. whole point of the whole thing. Yeah, and, and the receiver is like whatever, six-channel receiver, or even if it's a four-channel receiver, yeah. you have enough channels to do it. I don't understand. That's, I don't get it either. Yeah. Yeah, they could have made one channel do two functions, you know. Yep. 100% does one thing, zero does nothing, and right, right. negative 100 does the other. So one switch, yep. one exactly. three-position switch could have done it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, well. Uh, other than that, I got to get my stuff ready for Birmingham. Be here nice. You know it. Like two weeks or, well, a week, really. Cool. So get that stuff ready, and I guess that's it for me. All right. I guess it's time to wrap it up. Yep. yep. Wrap it up. So, I mean, last last week was insane with the, the new likes, you know. I don't even know, like, if we should even bother doing it this way because how can we compete? Last week was amazing. <laughs> but let's take a look and see what we have here. And I feel like I've read these names already. Oh, jeez. All right. So Facebook likes. We are at 884. Damn. I don't know if it's plus four this week. I, th- I think that's what I'm seeing here. But it's weird because I definitely recognize some of these names. Uh, at least this one here. Uh, so let's cue the music and just whatever. Name them again. It's okay. All right. We have Simon... Trevette. Oh, I thought you were going to say Simon Cal. <laughs> yeah, right? Simon uh, Peck. Yeah, Simon Peck. Uh, we have Jason Smith. Jason Smith. And, and then this is the name that I know we've said it at least once, if not twice already. And that's Tom Shin. I think Tom's stalking us. Tom I think Tom's Shin. doing this on, on purpose. He's unliking and then <laughs> waiting for the episode to come out. And Just likes to it. hear his name every week. <laughs> well, you have two shins. Maybe he's got a brother and his name's Tom, too. Who knows? <laughs> That's corny. Lap. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Don't start that shit. And our last name. This is an awesome name. Buck Stamps. Buck Stamps. Nice. nice. Yeah, that's a cool name. All right. Thanks, everyone, for liking us. Yes. On Facebook. What do we have for Facebook comments? Dude, we had the fantastic honor to have Dan K. Reed on the show last week. And people commented on that uh, post on Facebook. Got to thank Mm -hmm. Dan again. It was awesome to talk to him, man. He's such a great dude. Um, Amazing guy. And we owe everything we have to the podcast to those guys because we kind of got really inspired from them guys from them rchn guys uh yeah the uh the comments are ross cooper smith said steve you crack me up every time with the names you should take a leaf out of michael mcintyre's book and he uh linked a the spelling of people's names funniest stand-up comedy link to youtube i gotta check that out later because that looks yeah i checked it out it's probably it's hysterical. funny. Sarah he. <laughs> Look at Sarah with an H. Sarah he. <laughs> uh, geez. Yeah, Steve. And then there's Sean, Sean, and Sean. There's three ways of saying Sean. There's yeah. three ways of writing Sean. Or Steven <laughs> like, or Stefan. 
Change. Yes, even a seven-year answer. Uh, Eric Bertram uh, Mm -hmm. said, great episode. That dude is a great storyteller. Uh, Willie Murphy. Willie Murphy said, awesome episode. Uh, So great to hear Dan's voice again. Great to hear he's doing a bit of flying. And he loves the long episodes. The longer, the better. Nice. Rodney Gullett said, cool to hear Dan again. Great episode, guys. Another few hours of the work drive whilst being entertained. Thanks. James Johnson said, great podcast, guys. You're my flying buddies via the podcast. Great to hear from Dan K. Derek Townsend said, Dan, it's good to hear from Mr. Reed again. Craig Quillen said, I give the AMA more slack and support them. I agree they generally don't think about helis, but the government relations function is very important. Registration is annoying for sure, but I think about what would happen if the AMA didn't exist. Um, Would have been much, much worse. He goes on to explain what life would be like without the AMA. Uh, Bill Anthony, our buddy Bill, said, I love Dan, but stop the Gibson hate. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he was funny with that. Because Bill plays an SG, if I'm not mistaken. SG and a Les Paul. He has both. Yeah. Um, Yeah. He has an old SG, which is nice. Not everybody can afford an SG, Bill. He said, get a good traditional LP and be done with it. Uh, No, see, I don't like the Les Pauls, man. I never did. No. I always wanted one because I really like the way they look, but I heard they were always, you know, I heard the weight to them is heavy as hell. I can't. Yeah, they're very. I mean, they're great. They have good. Wood. They have good sound tone because of the because it's solid the wood yeah. and it's solid, especially lot, like the real ones with the, the the neck through design, not the bolt on or anything like the yeah. what's the cheaper brand? I forgot what the cheaper brand of Gibson is. You know how there's like Fender and Squire, there's Les Paul and Epiphone, Epiphone. Oh, Epiphone, so, yeah. Yeah, remember Gibson and Epiphone? They have, like, yep. the cheaper versions. Um, but, yeah, I just, you know, they are they are good guitars. They're just not good for me. Like, they're not my style. I don't like them. I've heard that the headstock breaks on those L, those the Les Pauls, and when they are reattached, the guitar sounds so much better. Because, <laughs> really? Because like, they use better glue more, or whatever, whatever they do, the dowels, the, the whatever <laughs> they add to strengthen it up, I guess it adds okay more density to the to the guitar man yeah just more support it just makes it stronger i've heard that from a lot of guys um that play the gibsons man or okay le- yeah he goes on to say it's not for the metal purist but for everyone who's been making great guitars now and then and you see you like my comment <laughs> that's why they're still selling at a high price yeah but you know what are they yeah you said um dude did you just like your own comment so first he liked his own comment. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> I was like, what? Okay. Uh, when it's that good, he says, I should like it. You just don't make blanket statements about Gibson is shit. And he goes on. And you go on. Yeah. Uh, First of all, but dude, I, I, I agree with Dan, but it was Dan's opinion. Like, yeah. he doesn't like Gibson. I personally don't like Gibson either because metal or not, I, I like the double cutaway style guitars whether it's a strat or a ibanez esp yeah. is what i like to play jackson guitars um even like you know just i don't know just that like that style the i don't know what they call it that style double cutaway style whatever yeah, yeah. the strat style. that the strat style yeah that style yeah that's what i like so and that guitar those guitars feel balanced to me 
Like yeah. when I hold it, when I'm whether holding it or in a strap, and you know, just like any other guitar, I can buy a, you know, a two thousand dollar S style guitar, right? Like I could, you know, that has that body. So I could buy a Fender, you know, and I spend way more money than a Gibson. So money has no value in, in my opinion. Like it's not about the money. To me, it's more about the playability, the sound, mm. the you know, like I don't know. You play on that Gibson fat neck with those thin little frets, great. You play an Ibanez with the thin neck with the fat frets, so much better. Yeah, that's you know? I, I played Ibanez and Jackson. I like my mm-hmm. Ibanez. I loved my Jackson, man. Yeah, they're great guitars. And, and granted, yes, we're more in the metal rock stuff, so it's like faster playing, faster fretboards, you know, but... Like, even when I was learning, having those big jumble frets made it so much easier, you know? And it was like, it was easy to start really playing music. But and that guy's like Zach Wilde. He's a Gibson, you know, he's a Les Paul mm-hmm. guy. I mean, yeah. And he geez. still plays rock. Yeah. And it's, uh, I mean, ACDC, come on. Sure. ACDC the, with the SGs. Yeah. The SG was more or yeah, less I mean, you made know. for Angus Young. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, there's all these rock bands, you know, that, that play Gibson. So we're not doubting like Guns N' Roses, Aerosmith, all these bands, they play Gibson. We're not doubting the, the, you know, that Gibsons are good guitars. Maybe the, I mean, I do agree that the older Gibsons were way better than the newer shit that's coming out because yeah. everything's made in Mexico anyways and it's crap. But, um, I just feel like when we talk about guitars and playability and, and just my overall personal opinion, I will take a cheap brand of ESP LTD over a Gibson, in my opinion. Like, I just rather play that. Well, and we're at the so. stage now where you can get a really, really good guitar superior to what we used to play in the 80s and 90s for like sub $300. Like, you can get a really solid guitar, uh, do a couple of things to it, and yeah, yeah, do a couple things to it. <laughs> no, I mean just slight yeah. things, like maybe file the frets down if they're sticking out. You yeah, know? if they're maybe buzzing, change yeah. your pickups. But dude, I, I even he referenced that guy Guitar Max that I, we watch on on YouTube, and I, I he'll say the same yeah. thing, dude. Like you can get some really superior quality guitars for not a lot of money nowadays. And I don't sure. know what it is, whether there's companies out there, or I, I don't know what it is. I think the market's more saturated now and, and they are, yeah. they're, they're producing cheaper guitars, like physically, like cost cheaper to make a guitar now than it did 20 years ago when it was actually like more hand carved or right. carved off a template, you and know, while now it's all hand. machine cut. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. So, so the manufacturing cost has gone down and they can produce way more guitars. So obviously the prices get cheaper, but I mean, regardless, like it's not that we hate Gibsons. We just, that's not our preference. That's all. And then, but then it seemed like he hated Gibsons. <laughs> yeah. You know, eh. And it's okay to each their own, right? Take it up you with know? Dan Reed, dude. Yeah, seriously, take it up with Dan. Yeah, let's see how you, let's let's see if you got the balls for that, huh? Yeah. <laughs> and record it so we can you play. Put it back. you in your place. <laughs> no. no, hey, dude, everybody's that, got their opinion. You're not going to change yeah. Republican, Democrat, your favorite football team. You're not going to change any of that. Yeah. So I mean, it's cool. Yeah, exactly. It is. You it know, is what it is. Mm-hmm. You, you know, the one thing I learned from this whole discussion. <laughs> Money has no value to Steve. No wonder he buys so much shit. Money has no value. That's what he said. Yep. Oh, he said money has no value has to me. No value, but I mean. That's what you said. I guess so. 
<laughs> Take it out of context. Yeah, sure. Money has no value. I'm just <laughs> saying. Yeah, just watch your your words. You know. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Where were we now? I we don't know. I don't know. Uh, maybe we're gonna, we're gonna move on to website comments. All right. So, what do we have for website comments? Do we have anything? Well, we we should have a dedicated segment that says Javier Moreno wrote us some emails because he wrote us like five emails this week. Oh, um, did he? Yeah. Oh man, I must have missed that. Shoot. Yeah, well, you answered one of them, I think. Yeah, it's all one of them, but I didn't see five. The plankers are coming, and he was talking about um, relate. You you said thanks for the nice words relating us to RCHN, and that was before anybody knew we had dan on the show yes yes uh-huh. and he was like yeah uh his first email to us was like half halfway through the episode i guess while he was listening he wrote us and said uh you know dan the legend is back it was great to listen to him um he has such a great radio voice and talks so easy on the mic he says halfway through but he loves the topics you know and he's going to shoot us another email when he was finished and he shot us another email saying Damn, that was a long episode. Whoa, 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 whoa. He's saying it's a long episode? Wow. How long was it? It must have been like a whole day's worth, huh? Javier said it. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it's funny because he usually likes the long episode. So for him to say it's a long episode? But he's, well, he said the the title of his email was Darn, that was a long episode. Yeah. And then he said, I don't know if you broke a record or not, but that was a very long episode. So I kind of looked at what I thought was a long I thought we had a long episode. Like it was like number three or four when we had Anthony Garcia on the show. That was like three and three hours, seven minutes. But so far, the longest one we've done, I think, is the Urcha Uncensored episode. Mm. But if you don't count that because it was recorded in two parts, the Dan episode was the longest one we've had so far. But he said it was um great to uh, listen to Dan again. He said we've come a long way. Keep it up. He's looking forward to the other side of the cliffhanger. What's behind the name of the podcast? You guys are really achieving it with chemistry and super fun to listen. Oh, yeah. Did we say we we're going to talk about it this episode? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, we'll talk about it on the next episode. Right. We have to come back and <laughs> listen to another one of these shows. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> uh, and then he wrote a scan saying, um, you know, uh, his take on the uh, the government. Uh, so thanks, Javier, for writing us uh, a bunch of times, man. It was good to hear from you. And uh, the last one, he said he came across some video that shows the Blade 360. Oh, news and announcements. Yeah, he saw a partial Blade on Heli 360 Freak. Fusion. Yeah. I must have missed that. So what does that mean? Is that a kit version? Because I, I think uh, the Fusions are kit, right? I, I guess. Yeah, probably. We, maybe. We don't know. So that's a three twenty five to maybe well, uh, three sixty. Yeah, they said uh, in his email. He said they said it includes the newest version of their proprietary fly bar unit, which is integrated with Spectrum radios and other third party receivers. So that's kind of big, big metal, deal, as he says. Metal head, metal tail, boom supportless boom. Okay, so it's it's probably still like a Biden flight or RTF, but. With yeah, I don't know. We'll have to stuff. look into that. Maybe we can. Yeah, maybe we'll I'll look find out for next week. Kind of. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Perfect. All right. Let me see. I do have one form submission. Okay. So this is from Terry Dunn from the RC Roundtable. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's just uh, 
This is more just, you know, he wanted to uh, basically touch base and close the loop because uh, I did meet him at the AMA East show, and it was very short. Like, we might have, you know, he looked like he was running to something, and, and I didn't have much time, but this was, um, you know, because I was leaving. But uh, it was, you know, we met up quickly and got to just kind of catch up real quick and, you know, gave him some feedback about the show. Oh, yeah, I like his show and stuff. And uh, that also made a suggestion we should get together and do something, you know, with the cool. two podcasts. So mm-hmm. so he did write back. He says, yeah, Terry Dunn from RC Roundtable. I had a, had a chance to chat with Steve for a few minutes at the AMA Expo last week. So I'm just touching base to close the loop and make sure that uh, you have my contact info. So hopefully we can collaborate on something soon. So oh, nice. uh, definitely, Terry, I think we definitely yeah. should do talk to those guys. an episode together, whether we do like, you know, Kind of like what we did with the FT um, community cast, where we kind of just did like a double episode and, you know, kind of release it all at the same time or however you want to do it. Or we could come on your show or you could come on our show. It doesn't matter. We'll figure it out. Or maybe, uh, you know, he's in New York now, Terry. Um, well, he's probably been in New York for a while. I'm still catching up on the episodes. But in the episode I've listened to recently, he uh, just moved to New York and he lives in like, uh, I think like the Buffalo Binghamton area or something like that. So I'm going to suggest, you know, if he's available or, you know, maybe to plan for to come out to uh, Rybert's event in Rochester, because that's not too far. Yeah, that'd be cool. And that'd be a cool, you know, heli fun fly that he can attend and, you know. Yeah. But yeah, definitely. We'll, let's, we'll reach out to them and we'll definitely collab on something with the RC Roundtable guys, which will be pretty awesome. Cool. Yeah. All right. All right, do we have anything else? People of Podbean. Yeah, Podbean people. Let's do it. What do uh, you got? We got a whole ton of stuff, dude. Uh, I got like 19 new notifications. Um, Happy Tech Blog started following us. Easy Dog started following us. Helly Fun, Hawkeye, APV, KDAD X2, Greg Eagle Jr., which I think we've heard of before. Oh, wait a minute. He liked something. Sorry. Um, Michael Allied Steel, uh, PBG 20B3464. Uh, what should our podcast be named? Bad Clown Comedy, Django Fett 6, and Megan or Mega HD2. They all started following us. Uh, Mad Doc Rick liked episode 161 listener series with Craig Quinlan. Um, Doug Bo, Mike Welch, Easy Dog, and Andrews Glenn. 924 all liked episode 162 pilot classification part two i might have read those last week but it showed up again so um gray eagle jr liked episode 164 mr dan k reed easy dog liked episode 163 tired iron aviation with george baker and sj o bloom one uh liked episode 164 with dan k reed so thanks guys Nice. And let's take a look at the comments. I'll go from four days ago. Okay. The one before then is the nine days ago that we read on last week with Gray Eagle Jr. So four days ago, Gray Eagle Jr. says, The statement that stand on one leg is the one comments will f- come forth and hither. The dance said the metric confession of gyno." Ecologies, she spelled that weird, is a study of the anatomy set of the female. And then it got graphic, all design, geography, 
but it's okay. I understand if you do a thing too much, the thing will no longer be the joy that brings you Christmas every day. Because do not burn, but light the fire that wakes the phoenix. Phone home, E.T. Atari will miss you. Come back, <laughs> Dr. Helly. TikTok into breakfast, my butterfly. Oh, jeez. Their words, I understand each word, but in the sentence, I don't understand <laughs> it. <laughs> what the hell is he smoking? I don't know, but can I get some? Yeah. Maybe I'll crap. be able to understand this and read this properly. <laughs> hmm. <sighs> Sounds like one of those guys from the 60s that overdosed on LSD. I know, Just right? Having a little flashback. <laughs> completely fried now. Like um, Dennis uh, Hopper from Easy Rider. That's what I picture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the government, man. <laughs> All right. So Rob Bingham from the UK said, awesome show, guys. Thanks so much for getting Dan on. He's a legend. I love that guy. Such a genuine fella. <laughs> Dude, that is the worst English accent I have ever heard. It was purposely heard. bad. I purposely wanted to make it bad. Sorry. You purposely hurt my ears. I'm not trying to offend you, Rob. Just trying to have a laugh. That bloody yank. <laughs> that bloody yank is trying to make fun of us. It's taking the piss out of you. That's what they call it. He's trying to have a laugh on us. How's about you? Oh, that's that's Australian. Sorry, Wait, no, that's, that's, freaking, little, that's Irish. That's isn't it? wrong. What is it? Oh. I don't think so. All right. <laughs> Sorry, Rob. <laughs> All right, next one. BVGHJ Jericho Burn. Uh, one day goes. It's great show, guys. I have not been on in a while. Just want to say thanks for doing what you do. Nice. Thanks for writing in and doing what you do. Yes. Jericho Burn. I follow Jerry on Facebook, man. Good dude. Yeah. Dude, he re like he shares like the best like memes and yeah. like one liners and posts like I yeah I don't even know where he gets all this stuff all the, but all the common sense stuff yeah yeah all the common sense stuff right <laughs> yeah uh, all right let's see what we have next um I don't know how to say this name it's S J O Blom one says one day ago says awesome episode guys I hope Dan keeps coming back on as a guest with you guys. Nice. Yes. I hope so too. Yeah. Yeah, we do too. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right. Thanks everyone for leaving us comments, liking our uh, episodes on Podbean. We really appreciate it. And keep those comments coming. Even you, Gray Eagle Jr., Junior <laughs> Eagle Gray. I should just start saying your name like Eagle Gray Jr. because it just, like, whatever, just mix it up because that's, I feel like you're just mixing up these words in a sentence. <laughs> the Eagle of the Gray. Eagle of the Gray of the Junior. Maybe he's related to Yoda in some way. And that's why his words Who? are all screwed up. Yoda. Yoda? Who's the Yoda? Amish guy? Yoda. Not Yoda. Who's Yoda? Yoda. Yoda. You know, the little green guy? Yeah, who said Yoda? He did. I did yeah. not. Andy yes, did. did. I said Yoda. Said Yoda. Wait, did. What did you say? I said Yoda. I swear I the, heard the first Yoda. time you, first time right, you said I'm going to have to listen Yoda. to it again. Yes, Rewind the it. tape. I put that as a part of a blooper because that's going to be hilarious. I did not say Yoder. You say Yoder. No, I didn't. <laughs> I heard it. I heard it too. It wasn't Andy's voice. It was yours. Oh, my God. We got to replay that. Dude, if that's I replay it and it's not, you each owe me a dollar. All right. I will okay. bet a dollar. I'm going to start charging for okay. this shit. 
Okay. You know, I'm, I've been giving away this free entertainment for years. I'm going to start charging. <laughs> okay, Yoder. <laughs> Don't be all Ralph Vader on me. <laughs> <sighs> all right, all right, all right. iTunes review. There's nothing new on iTunes. Bullshit. You say bullshit? I call bullshit. I don't. I didn't see anything new. Did you see something new? I did. Well, then what the hell are you asking me for? <laughs> because you're the one who's gonna supposed to say it. So remember, remember, someone commented you us and see said, oh. "Say something." Yeah, someone commented us saying that, "Oh, you guys didn't read my review. I don't know what happened. If you guys got it or not, or you know, whatever it was." And it's because he left a review from Australia, and we don't get the international oh, reviews. Okay. Get him an email, which February twenty eighth. We got one that says, so we got two, which is kind of weird, but there is one from U.S., which I think we might have said, but I'll say it again. So the first review, apples and bananas, five yeah. star. I thought we read that, apples and bananas. Read this, Outdoors Man 76, right? I don't know. No, someone said that somewhere else, like on Podbean okay. or something. Oh, okay. So, so Outdoors Man 76 from USA, February 15, 2019, says, I'm getting into heli, so I hope to learn something since I'm a newbie when it comes to heli stuff. All I have to say is apples and bananas. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and this one, I think it's the other guy because he's he said apples and bananas, too. <laughs> and he gave us five stars, and he says uh, his iTunes name is Nick J. Bob from Australia. And he says, that's all. Nice. <laughs> that's, it. that's all he wrote. That's all. So, Nick J. Awesome. Bob. Yes. Nice. Awesome. So oh, we thanks, did have two or one, maybe potentially, or two. I don't know. I'm Whatever. sorry. I missed them. All right. Drop his iTunes review and we'll read the review on the next episode. Emails at free4rc at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash free4rc podcast. Check out our webpage, show. Say hi to Chris Reibert. Hi, Chris Reibert. Hi, Chris. Hi, Reibert, Chris. Hi, Chris Yoda. Chris Yoda. Yoda. <laughs> Chris got a new haircut. Yeah, he looks and like Yoda. Weights. He's like 20 years younger now. <laughs> All right. Flight test forums, off the field, audio and video production. Other than flight test podcast, free 4 podcast. And next to our friends, the FT Community Cast. Pat Mike. RCHeliHangouts.com forum under RC Heli Hangouts main section podcast corner free for RC podcast and next to our friends the RC Heli Hooligans podcast Walt Ned Full mm-hmm. Pitch podcast Jimmy Jones Jimmy Jones I just want I don't care if they ever do another show I just want to till the end of time say Jimmy Jones okay uh, Frank and Scott <laughs> yes uh, Telerotor podcast Mike Michael and Robert uh, let's see. We have some other podcasters. RC After Hours. With Andre, Chris, and Mike. Mm-hmm. Uh, BKRC Podcast. Bert and Kyle. Mm-hmm. Yep. High Voltage with... Bobby Watts. And RC Roundtable. With Terry, Kurt, and Tyler. I don't know. Who the, who the hell are you? I don't <laughs> Terry, even know Tyler that. Moore. <laughs> uh, was it? Mary Fitz and Lee. <laughs> with, yes. with Mary, Tyler, and more. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. Ay, ay, ay. <laughs> I don't know what's up with these other guys. I don't know. Is it my, po- is it my iTunes, like my podcast feed? The only or thing I've he- heard lately is RC After Hours and the Flight Test one. And, the, and I got to be honest, dude, the Flight Test one kills me because the volume is so low. I, I want to email him and be like, listen, dude, here's what I do. <laughs> Just crank some shit up, you know, because 
I got to really crank it up in the van to even that. hear anybody on that, you know? Yeah. Come on. I don't know. Guys. I mean, I, I mean, Flight Test has a huge following, so I'm, I'm guessing they still get a lot of hits and downloads, but I mean, I don't know. Well, they What's had Ben Harper on just the recent one, but I couldn't tell you. I mean, maybe my hearing is going. I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm I'm still I'm still quite a episodes behind. The last one is I, I'm still waiting to listen to is March twenty third, twenty seventeen. All right, um, I'm I'm telling you right behind. now, dude. We're gonna give him until episode two hundred or the end of the year, whichever comes first. And we're wiping slate clean. Whoever hasn't done a podcast all year long, and we're not mentioning anymore. Yeah, I'm putting my foot down. The other thing is, what's up with the flight test podcast? They're like, they're they did not do 152 episodes or whatever. They're like, they skipped. It feels like I don't well, know all the ones that FT after hours. They counted those every other week. He was cranking one out. Yeah, yeah, but they stopped for like a, a long time now. I don't know, dude. I don't, I don't know. know. Maybe, maybe it's just in my head because I just I'm just like, how are they up to 200 plus episodes? Well, it started pretty long ago. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know because they go from like, dude, book Josh Bixler, Josh, put book Josh Yoder <laughs> on the show, and we'll ask him. Yeah, because I mean, they go from like episode something to like a hundred something. Dude, all, nothing, you know? nothing, Andy. He didn't even acknowledge that. Mm-hmm. Yet, I've been trying to book Josh Bixler on the show. He doesn't like you know. It's a hard man schedule. He just. He's very busy, you know? Okay. It's like Justin Pucci. He's also very busy and very hard to schedule timing-wise, you know? Because we do it on a weekday. We do it at East Coast, 8 o'clock. You know, it gets gets a bit, you know, hard to schedule. Like, it's probably Mm. easier if we do it on a weekend. But, you know, I want to fly and I want to spend a day with my family. So it's like, I don't know. Figure it out. All right, cool. But, Yeah. Josh, if you heard this, let's get on. Let's get you on the show. Let's talk about flight tests and where where they are now. Let's it's talk about that than, podcast number. That's the first thing we talk about. Yeah, clear and then the your audio quality <laughs> issues. Yeah, and then, yeah. Let's yeah, just come out of the gate on. being all critical, and you know, <laughs> and then you then at the end we could say you could come back anytime you want. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, jeez, we're getting our ass kicked. I'll tell you this year. Oh, right. <laughs> I think I think we're, as we get higher in the episodes, we just kind of like get eh. more and more grouchy. Yeah, yeah it's kind of like just yeah, like getting old. Like yeah. Getting old, right? I don't exactly. care anymore. <laughs> all right. Well, I do care to thank all our listeners. We appreciate all the support, likes, Facebook, all that. Thank you, guys. iTunes, all of that stuff. Girls, you know, we love you. Yeah, yeah. You know, we. We don't put all those pieces in the show to make the show longer. We do it because we want to show our appreciation. So, and we gotta say, we gotta give a huge shout out to Dave too. We love Dave. Thanks for doing yeah. what he does behind the scenes. Definitely. Yes. All right. Thanks to our listeners, free our skies, and we'll see you next time. See ya. Bye bye. See you next time. Bye. You're welcome to come back next time. Loader.
next time on The Planker. Well, howdy there, Mike. Is tons of fun, is that right? Well, I don't know anything you just said, but but okay. <laughs> Let's see your heli. No, no, it's definitely not uh, gonna make it. What a mess. So we're, while we're cleaning that disaster up... Don't you very welcome, in fact. Get this see guy out of here. The heli left a while ago. Hey, Kevin, Mike D. Listen, madam, this isn't working out. <laughs> I don't know. 10, 15 minutes ago. Play it back. I'm playing it back. If Definitely. I'm... You said Yoder. All right. Let me stop Def- this. I heard it. So stop it. this rant about Gibson's. You can edit that out if you want. No, I love that stuff. I'll leave that. That's awesome. Yeah, or leave it. I don't care. Steve it doesn't matter to me. value money. I do not value. <laughs> um, he said money has no value to me. You know, Release the Kraken! If you think about it, <laughs> all the money you make in the world and save, what good is it when you're dead? <laughs> well, dude, now we're going down another road. I mean, <laughs> sure. <laughs> what is anything worth when you're dead? Nothing. Yeah, that's so why enjoy I, it. That's why I laugh my ass off when I hear, I'm trying to help you out with my final expenses. What? I don't could care less, dude, about my final expenses. I'm not preparing for that. You think I'm going to care when I'm dead? Somebody else's problem. <laughs> Somebody wait, else's wait. problem. Who's ever said that? I've never heard that. Those before. commercials. You ever seen those commercials? I'm just thinking about, you know, my final expenses. The, the Kevin watches thing. old man TV. Yeah. <laughs> I watch the freaking game show network. You'll see all those kind of I've fallen and I can't get up commercials. Oh, my God. They shit. still make that? Yeah, yeah. They still make life alert. All right. <laughs>